the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat for an overreaction Monday. And not only is it an overreaction Monday, Jeremy, it is a victory Monday. Ah, Who yes. doesn't love a victory on a Monday. Oh, well, uh, either ah. one of us. Ah. Neither, we, we both won, and neither one of us wanted to. Nope. And my team won quite convincingly, and I don't understand that any more than you do. Uh, <laughs> I, I got nothing. I watched all of it. Still just as lost as you are. Still don't understand it. Zach Wilson showed up. 300-yard passing game, two touchdowns, 30-6 to win over the Houston Texans, and you guys took out C.J. Stroud. So. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm going to say this again. No team in the NFL over the course of the last three years has hurt more number one starting quarterbacks than the New York Jets, and it ain't close. I mean, you may not be able to win games, but you sure can knock the hell out of some quarterbacks. Yes, that is, quarterbacks that is walk sure. away from the New York Jets and go, I don't want to do that again. Yep, yep. Uh, 29-25. Tampa Baker pulling the old magic trick at the end of the game. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 6-7 and seven are now in first place of the NFC South. I am here again uh, for the uh, 13th week in a row saying, can we just get rid of the NFC South? <laughs> can we just call them all losses and move on? No, no, you got to play them out. Somebody's got to win the division. Somebody's got to host a playoff game, and somebody's got to get stomped by the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys or whichever one of them gets the wild card because now they are in a tie atop the NFC East. And the Cowboys have the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. They – so they have Dallas the, controls their own destiny. They have the head-to-head tiebreaker, but the story I was reading this morning said if the Eagles win out, they would still win. With uh, a better division record, maybe? or a, Possibly. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Um, I know the Dallas Cowboys are actively leading the NFC East, yes. and I will go one step further. They are so much better than Philadelphia that it is almost hard to comprehend. Well, I mean – they were last night no they are period i don't know if i'm you don't physically embarrass a team like that that you're not better than oh look san francisco did it to both dallas a handful of weeks ago Mm -hmm. they also did it philadelphia last week yep and I, i i don't know which one's a bigger story dallas might be the best team in the nfl i'm officially to the point they might be the best team in the nfl because if you take them after the bye week and look at that objectively i understand that there's not a person listening to the show that doesn't either love or hate the dallas cowboys there is not a a person that exists that doesn't but you gotta give them their flowers they beat philadelphia to death last night i didn't have a second of that entire game where i thought philadelphia even belonged on the field with them 
I looked at Amy in the second quarter and went, am I the only one that think, thinks this is not even kind of close? Mm, no. Like, that wasn't. score is way closer than this game has been. It wasn't because, I mean, Dallas was just, I mean, they were disruptive and, and Philadelphia stepped on their own toes, right? I mean, from the Jalen Hurts fumble in the first successful drive that they had, it, I mean, it all just kind of snowballed from there. I, I agree with you. Uh, Philadelphia didn't do anything to to help themselves. Dallas also just beat your brains out. I, I mean, it wouldn't to me. It wouldn't have mattered last night if Philadelphia was perfect. You still lost. That's how much better than you they actually are. This version of the Dallas Cowboys is what I thought they were in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Then they came out and did that Mike McCarthy thing, and and it looked clunky. And then for whatever reason in the bye week, okay, Kellen Moore was right. Deep shot after deep shot after deep shot after deep shot. Well, at some point you have to learn. Right? Mm-hmm. At some point you have to learn that you need to use all of the tools at your disposal. And we've we've seen Dallas come into that in the last few weeks as they have been beating the hell out of the Panthers and the Washington Commanders. You know, they had the, the, the tight one with the with the Seahawks closer on the scoreboard than it was on the field. Um but and then last night with Philadelphia, the way that the game plan is just working right now, they're they're getting everybody involved. They're you know they're they're throwing Tony Pollard out there, but also Rico Dowdle's getting twelve touches, realizing that Tony maybe maybe that maybe we were on to something with that whole Ezekiel Elliott thing. We shouldn't give twenty seven touches to Tony Pollard. What is the what is the difference in this Dallas team? The difference. I saw it last night. And it was abundantly clear. What is it? It's Jake Ferguson. Old Jake Turd Ferguson himself. Really? Uh, how many tight ends in this league are better than him right now? Because if you say a number that's above four, I'm going to laugh at you. Really? Aggressively. Really? Okay. He's that good. And he makes it virtually impossible for you to give CeeDee Lamb the amount of attention that he deserves. Because I'll say the same thing about CeeDee Lamb. How many receivers in this league are better than him right now? Mm-hmm. If you get to five, I'm going to laugh at you. And if one of them plays for that team they played last night, I'm going to laugh at you harder. <laughs> this offense is special, and the defense is just good enough. Mm-hmm. Do I think that defense is great? No, I don't. I think Mike Parsons is great, and he had a, 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 a case of the truths last night, I do believe, and they, they kept talking about that. Like, well, he's got a, got a little bug. Got a little, got a little, got a little version of the old poops. And he's still the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. Guy's having his own version of the Michael Jordan flu game. And it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Stefan Gilmore, phenomenal. I don't know how you're supposed to beat them. Because they have become what I thought they were coming into the year. And now, if at this point, if you don't look at it and go, well, Dak Prescott would win MVP right now comfortably. Yes then your bias is taking over. Of course. I mean, yes, Brock Purdy was was good yesterday against Seattle. That's Seattle. All right, Seattle is what we told you they were. That's not going to change. That's an overrated team. Mm-hmm. This is the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the best team in the NFL, and you physically embarrassed them. I don't know if you – did you see this the same way I did? If I'm just sitting here watching this going, there is no path to Philadelphia beating you. Not, no, not just no. tonight. I'm talking about in general. There is no path. No. Because I'm watching two two teams that have been like two ships passing in the night. The good Eagles, before, and we're going to get into that in the next segment, of what exactly has happened to Philadelphia. 
This was close in Philly. If it wasn't for Dallas shooting themselves in the foot, they would have beat you in Philadelphia too. Mm-hmm. And I look at Dallas now, that's the best team in the NFL. When the power rankings come out tomorrow, they will either be one or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one yet because I haven't decided how I feel about what happened in Baltimore. Uh, I'm I, I'm not that high on them. I don't think that they're number one just yet um, because San Francisco is still out there. And San Francisco killed them, destroyed them. That was a long time ago. I get it. It was a long time ago. But do you would think they do it, it would now? be that much I different do. now? I 100% really? do. Yes, I do. You would give Dallas the edge? Neutral field, I would give Dallas the edge, yes. Wow. I don't I don't understand that. What does San Francisco okay. do better than Dallas right now? Quarterback, which one would you rather have? Stack uh, Prescott is not even close. To me, that's not even close. I mean, with the with with the system i mean it it, it all works right i mean sure it all works that's not the question i asked you yeah i mean okay that's talent. what i'm asking you talent yeah. for talent which would you rather have mm-hmm. brock purdy or dak prescott what's that which would you rather have the dallas cowboy offensive line or the san francisco offensive line dallas dallas and it's not close mm-hmm. pass catchers it is much closer than you think yeah but it's still san francisco i'm not sure i agree with you uh because i think kittle and ferguson's a wash yeah I'd rather have CeeDee Lamb than anything they have. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, Clo- Brandon Cooks is close. The advantage you have is Christian McCaffrey. Awesome. A, a running back. Mm-hmm. That's that's your advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and after something I saw with San Francisco yesterday, I, Kyle Shanahan makes my brain hurt. Like, it, there's something he does every single week that I just go, what, are you stupid? That Seattle pinned on like the six-yard line with three timeouts. The end of the half. Mm-hmm didn't even make him punt it mm-hmm. just nope we're good we'll take it in the locker room okay that's a weird decision <laughs> i don't think there's a coach in america that would have done that other than you but okay right, right. head to head right now i would take the dallas cowboy yeah I w- i'll take I them would. over anybody as a matter of fact i would not uh them in baltimore is the only game that i think i'd even really think about yeah i would take san francisco i would take baltimore that's probably where the line ends right now D- i i I mean, I told you, I felt like Dallas came into last night. They needed it more. And oh, no they doubt. showed up and they showed like they needed it more. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that this is Philadelphia. And we'll get into them in the next segment of, is this permanent? Like, is this fixable? Is there a, is there a mojo that they're going to find down the stretch of the season here? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's a little late in the season to be banking on that. Uh, in our YouTube comments. But I think Dallas is definitely better than them now. Uh, Sir Jimothy, who is a Dallas Cowboy fan. Uh-huh. Nope. 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 Gotta hit the button. I'm your there it is. Uh, he said, how about them Cowboys taking his victory lap? As well he should. Uh, and I don't blame him. And I'm, I'm in full agreement. Mm-hmm. I think Philadelphia has regressed. I think it's incredibly obvious. I've had issues with Philadelphia ever since they played the Jets. Because I watched every second of that game and i never for one minute thought that they were this really daunting offense because it takes a special team to match up with them the problem that philadelphia is going to have is that you have to go through two of those teams in the nfc and there's no doubt you're going to play one of them in the, in the super bowl if you were to get there mm-hmm. and mike mccarthy has figured out the biggest deficiency that he had which was his offense was created in 1994 and now he's come into the into the new age and they're just really good. And I see people in the comments saying, well, but San Francisco beat them. That was a long time ago. 
If you don't understand that teams evolve over the course of a season, you ain't watched that Philadelphia team. Oh, yeah. Because over the course of four weeks, I, I have seen a lot of things take hold, and I am not scared of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Not the least. Mm-hmm. That, your little tush push, that's cute. It's adorable that you can do that. You have to get there first. Yep. But do does, and I get that they just beat the Eagles. Senseless. But, but beating up on teams like the Commanders and the Panthers, I guess that's what people are looking at. I saw, you know, a few weeks before this, San Francisco beat the crap out of Dallas. Dallas has been beating up on bad teams save for last night. Why? Why should that change my mind? I guess is is the question that everybody will have. I'm not saying it's not true. Well, I'm not okay, saying okay. That they I, I'm glad you said this because I've I've heard this. This mm-hmm. ain't college football. Okay, you play who's put in front of you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really care who it is you're beating. It's not like they could go. Well, you know what? I know we're supposed to play the Jets, but we're gonna opt out of this game. And we're gonna play the the Bills instead. No, you play the schedule in front of you. You can't say the, well, they don't beat it about everybody. My God, you can say that about every team that's in the top eight of the power rankings outside of Baltimore. And if you really look at what Baltimore's played, I can say the same thing. Half of this league sucks. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Half of your schedule is going to be awful. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. There are two god-awful teams in every division in this league. All of them. The NFC South is a division full of god-awful teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every team I can nitpick their schedule. I can only play who's in front of me. Mm -hmm. Last night, they played a team that's supposedly elite and beat them to death. Not four weeks ago, not three months ago, last night. This is the team that's sitting in front of us right now. And Dallas right now is better than Philadelphia, and I don't even think it's close. If you played that game ten times, Dallas would win nine of them. And there's not a doubt in my mind about that. And okay. it's every bit as much about Philadelphia as it is about Dallas. Mm-hmm. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. What is wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles? They have regressed. It's absolutely clear. The offense is not there. The defense is not good. There's oh, a lot have, of problems. They have two really big problems. And one of them's name rhymes with Halen Jerts. We'll talk about it up next here in the Ingalls studio. Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in Western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in Western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Market, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Yeah, that was about what every Eagles fan was saying as they were doing whatever they were doing, wiping their tears last night after the beatdown that they received at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. Cry, Eagles, cry. 33-13, 20-point win. It was absolutely dominating. Mm -hmm. The Eagles have major problems. Uh, and one of them is their quarterback, and another is their play caller. Mm-hmm. Hey, you remember when I said that early in the year and they kept winning games, and people would say, oh, you're overreacting. This is a Colin Cowherd line. I can't take credit for this. I could become the CEO of Microsoft tomorrow. You would not know that anything had changed for 18 months. Then the decisions I made would start taking hold, and you would very quickly realize, oh, this dude's not qualified at all. That's where we're at with Brian Johnson. Because teams are really quickly figuring out, oh, you know what? Jalen Hurts is not a good thrower of the football. He never has been. So what do I have to do? I have to take away the element of you running. That's all I have to do to slow this offense down because now three teams have done it. Do you not find it weird that the three teams that have done it, two of them beat their brains out? Mm -hmm. Two of them beat their absolute brains out, and the other one has no offense to speak of. But what do all three of them have? They have uh, they have defensive lines that can get home with four, mm-hmm. and they can do it consistently. Dan Quinn last night was throwing everything but the kitchen sink at Jalen Hurts because he had no fear. None. I'll give you time. The Jets gave him time. The entire year, how many games has Jalen Hurts had where he had more time to throw in the pocket than against the New York Jets? Oh, I don't know. None. It's the worst game he had all year. Last night, he had the least amount of time that he's had in any game all year. One of the worst games he's had all year. It's not an accident. It's not an accident. You heat up a mediocre quarterback, which is what Jalen Hurts is in terms of throwing the ball. All right, break this down like PFF does. Take out the running, make the running something completely different. I get that he is a a whale of a weapon when it comes to his legs because he's built like a fullback. Mm -hmm. Problem is when you get behind – and I know you have to throw, he's not nearly as good because I basically disarmed you. And Brian Johnson does nothing to help that. Nothing. Seems like every week we talk about, hey, but for why did you stop running? Just just stopped. Nope, don't want to do it anymore. Just put it all on Jalen. Oh, I know why. Because you're not a very good play caller. You're not a very good play caller. I told you in the offseason, losing both coordinators is a bigger deal than you think. The defense has regressed to such a point that they can't stop anybody. Back half, I couldn't name a team in the NFL that is worse than the Philadelphia Eagles right now. That is one of the worst pass defenses in this league, and I'm not sure it's all that close. Which is crazy. It's crazy to think because, I mean, Darius Slay's still back there, right? Oh, oh, big place. Oh, you and mean that guy I've been telling you was grossly overrated for three years? He's been terrible this year. Yeah. You know why? Because they're not putting him in positions to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two of these in our – oh, that's the wrong button. 
about him. I'm about him. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, Sir Jimothy said uh, Philadelphia's wide receivers need Tim McGraw as their dad. Tape the, tape the ball. I don't yeah, know. Uh, that was from Friday Night Lights. Oh. Uh, yeah, he, his son kept dropping the ball, and so he got him home and duct taped the ball to his hands and ah. was trying to knock it out. Ah. Yeah, it was one of those abusive dad moments. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I never saw that one. Yeah. Oh, it's great. No, I didn't. Uh, and Stephen Tal. I'm your huckleberry. Said three facts of life. Dez dropped it. Flacco's elite and Tony was offside. <laughs> Hashtag Chiefs aren't real. <laughs> I agree with two of those. Yeah. Uh, the third one we're going to talk about in the next hour. Yeah. yeah. Stephen loves him some Jeff Flacco. Mm-hmm. That dude brought you some happiness, and you're just going to love him forever. I respect he that. He's a Super Bowl Even champion. though he plays for your division rival. Super Bowl champion. I want to see him do well because he's not afraid of him. I'm, right? If Joe Flacco were, if, if this were different and it were like Joe Burrow had gone to another team and he could actually still play, then maybe I would, I would not Flacco like it. Joe Flacco can actually still play. Ah, Joe Flacco can actually still play. Should the Baltimore Ravens be scared at all of the Cleveland Browns? Depends on what you mean by scared. Baltimore shouldn't be scared of anybody. This is Do I want to see them? No. The, but this is my point. This is where Steven's coming from. Uh, he's a fan of the Baltimore Ravens. We're number one, and everybody else sucks, and we'll just. The, o- the only thing I will tell you, be careful what you wish for it. You might just get it. <laughs> so that's where the, the lifelong Jet fan comes in. Right. Guys, leave us and go to Miami or New England or Buffalo. Dead to me. You are dead to me. I loved you for a time, and now I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared of it. Uh, to you know, I, I the Jalen Hurts. There's a problem there. He's not holding on to the ball well. He's got a lot of turnovers this year. I think he's up to 15 or 16 turnovers that on the sounds season. Sounds right. Yes. Uh, I think that was the graphic they were showing last night on the game, because um, he just had the one turnover. So I think he's at 15 on the year, and it's and it's it's contagious, right? When you're not playing your best and you're not getting the best play call and it gets contagious for everybody else, and so AJ's dropping balls and, and DeAndre Swift's dropping balls, it, it's just it's not good. And it's unraveling at, a, at the mm-hmm. wrong time here. I or said well this, for everybody else at the right time, right? I said this on the fantasy show yesterday because it is really comical to me how selective you are. And I'm talking about the, the metaphorical all of us, you – it's really funny to me how selective you are about, well, they don't beat anybody. I hear that about Dallas, and I hear that about Miami mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's be really honest about what Philadelphia has done here, okay? There's way more Minnesota Vikings, New England Patriots, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that schedule than that Cowboy win, which was close, Kansas City, who absolutely fell apart, and Buffalo, who absolutely fell apart. Yes, you had to be good enough to take advantage of it. But I don't think you should be walking away from that with your chest pointed out quite as uh, aggressively as it was. No. Now, here's where this is going to go. You have four games left on the schedule. You're probably not going to lose one. No, right. You got the Seahawks, two with the Giants, and one with the Cardinals. And all four of those games, you should be a double-digit favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you win out, you still got a chance to win this division. But now the problem is, is the same problem I have with every other team in the NFC. I, I've known who the four best teams in this conference were for a real long time. Yes. Never doubted any of that. Mm-hmm. I have questions about every single one of them in the playoffs. Of course you do. Of San Francisco, you do, I've seen you do it. Dallas, I've seen you do it. Philadelphia, I, I, yes, you got to a Super Bowl last year. Yes, you won a Super Bowl a few years ago. This ain't that team. Mm-hmm. Because complimentary football, it's it's it, which is what Philadelphia does. That's why the Jalen Hurts thing worked. 
Because I've got a defense that when you get behind, I have pass rushers that can get home. Well, the problem is what happens if you never get behind? Because you can't stop the run. Mm -hmm. I bleed you like a catfish running the ball. And neither one of your corners can defend anybody one-on-one. So what am I scared of? I'm scared of your little your little tushy pushy. That, that's what I'm scared of. Okay, yeah, that's because that's what this whole team is basically built around, or at least it's it's what got them to a Super Bowl last year, right? Mm-hmm. They were good enough in the big moments to make big plays when they needed it, but for the most part, they just bled teams dry. That's why the tush push came about because we're just gonna chunk away get these third and shorts, and we're just going to bleed the clock. And that's one thing that Dallas wasn't letting them get away with last nope. night. And and honestly, if you look at their stats from this season, it's it's not good. The third down stats are terrible. The red zone stats are awful. And in, And I guess it all just has to come back to either this team forgot how to play or they lost Shane Steichen. Which I mean, one and, is the and, bigger and problem? Weird. You look at Shane Steichen and the success he's had in Indianapolis. Huh. I guess that's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just a coincidence that you lose a smart guy, their offense is good, yesterday notwithstanding, and yours isn't. Yeah. And defensively, you, you lose a guy in Jonathan Gannon that has a defense that's playing over at skis. It doesn't have any talent, but they play hard. Mm-hmm. They play fast. Mm-hmm. They play physical. Mm-hmm. You don't. And when you match that up. You have with- more talent than – than it, it, I, and I looked at Philadelphia over and over. I was just looking at the 11 guys they're putting on the field. And I was dumbfounded at how much talent you have on this defense, and it's this bad. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. You have two of the – I would say two of the 10 best defensive tackles in the league. You have three great pass rushers. You got an elite safety. who was one of the best safeties in the league for years. And two corners that were both pro bowlers. And you're awful. Yeah. And while your offense is not great, your defense is doing the same thing. They can't get off the field either. And that's, and that's the problem. That's, that's that's a major problem. To win the way that Philadelphia wins, with Jalen Hurts not being a great thrower of the football, and you try to do this power run thing, you have to get ahead. You have to put the defense in positions where it doesn't matter as much that the corners aren't as good because now I can heat the quarterback up because I know it's obvious passing situations because you're down. So I can send Hassan Reddick. I can send Josh Sweat. I can do all of these. You can't do that when you're ahead. Mm-hmm. And you're just flat out not coached well enough to mitigate that. That was Dallas's plan last night. It was so obvious to me that it was pathetic. We have to get a, get a lead early. We get a stop. We take a two, We get up two scores, and you're doomed. And Dallas never looked threatened in the least. Mike McCarthy looked like he was having a day at the beach. He's smiling. He's he's having the old yucky yucks with all the all the other coaches. I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you. The secret's out. Nick Bosa said this last week. We just showed you the 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 blueprint to beating Philadelphia, and he's right. The problem is there's only a handful of teams that can do it because you have to be able to get home. Because A.J. Brown is special. Devontae Smith is special. Dallas Goddard's pretty good. DeAndre, Sp- DeAndre Swift does some really good things. You got the weapons. You don't have the point guy. Mm-hmm. And when I know what he's doing, he's pretty easy to defend. Just notice, every time they played a good defense, look at really dig into the analytics with Jalen Hurts and realize, oh, you beat the brains out of bad teams. 
You're not so great against the good ones. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time to get just a bit outside. We'll continue with Overreaction Monday, reacting to week 14 in the NFL. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and Mountain Graphics A. AVL.com, your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828 774 6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. I believe that the number one team in the NFL, um, at least in the NFC, is the San Francisco 49ers. They. They, they they handled their business yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks. Who are bad. Uh, yes, who are bad. Uh, I'm not saying that proves anything. Oh, and Drew um, Locke. Yeah, uh, fool buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. All I'm saying is we need to all kind of rally around. Uh, it's it, I think it's time that we all just uh, rally around and find some 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 kind of help some kind of therapy some kind of medication or something uh, in all seriousness uh, to help DK Metcalf well cuz um, he's a crazy person yeah he's, he's always been a crazy person he's always been off kilter a little bit um and he's a guy that gets into his feelings a lot when he plays uh yesterday was no different uh, different obviously uh as his team is basically getting handled by the San Francisco 49ers uh he's getting agitated he was caught on the sidelines destroying the helmet warmer, the little stick that pokes up behind the bench, uh, smashed it all to hell with his helmet because he was upset. That's what, what children was, do, by the way. Yes, this is what was up, uh, what was uh, transpiring on the field. And then, of course, we have all seen the highlights. Maybe not the full fight, but at least the start of the fight between San Francisco and Seattle, where DK Metcalf didn't like it that Fred Warner's good at his job. And he reached up, grabbed his face mask, and got in his face, and he got ejected from the game. D'Amador Lenore got uh, ejected for throwing a punch at DK Metcalf in that scuffle as well. And and then the troll job happened. I don't know if you've seen this, but the long snapper for the San Francisco 49ers took to Twitter to troll DK Metcalf, 
and uh, the the guy's name is Tabor Pepper, and Tabor quality name. Tabor was in the uh, in the locker room, and he didn't say a word in his troll video. All he did was just sit there and sign, and in his American Sign Language. Of course, we need an interpreter because I don't know it. But apparently, he uh, he he said, "Hey, fourteen, Fafo." <laughs> to which, of course, if that's not yeah, the yeah. Amer- if that's not the sign language for uh, the the fa of that, uh, then we we did it wrong. I don't yeah. know it. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. It was it was something else. Uh, it, anyway, yeah, uh, long snappers talking smack in sign language i think we've reached a new level of trolling now ah trolls <laughs> if you haven't been on our facebook page recently i've dealt with a lot of those over the uh-huh. last few days uh-huh because some people just don't listen to what somebody said anyway speaking of things i said uh, i told you that the death of college football is is imminent not saying we're in hospice not saying that 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 the end has come but we are on the final slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, there was a story. It was an NFL Sunday, so this guy slipped under the radar. Not a lot of people know exactly who this guy is. His name is Matt Ince. He was the head coach at North Dakota State. And notice I said was. Well, you would think you got one of the powerhouse programs of FCS football. Surely, it, so he took a job. Like Chris Kleiman did and, and a slew of other people. Yeah. Our buddy Mike Houston did yeah. the same thing. Yeah. FCS powerhouse took an FBS job. Surely that's what he did. And he, he did. did. Yeah. He did take an FBS job. Good for him. Uh, the linebacker's coach at USC. <laughs> Where he makes more money. Where he makes more money. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, North Dakota State's still in the playoffs. He took this job while they're still in the playoffs. They're in the semifinals. They're in the final four of the FCS playoffs. He stepped down at North Dakota State. To take the linebacker's coach job at USC. Well, he's got to get a jump on recruiting, right? I'm not blaming the guy for doing it. I'm dumbfounded that it happened, and I'm not the only one. This is unheard of. And the the financials were not released. He earned somewhere in the neighborhood of $400,000 at North Dakota State. Mm -hmm. You can assume he got a pay bump. Sure. He's also the associate head coach for defense now. I mean, USC's throwing money at this. Mm-hmm. They brought in UCLA's defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got North Dakota State's head coach to come in and coach your linebackers. Yeah, because how else do you think I'm going to compete in the Big Ten? Exactly. I, I got to build a defense somehow, and I'm going to go find the best guys I can, mm-hmm. and I'm going to buy them all. And this is a guy that was 60-10 and 10 mm-hmm. as a head coach. Took a linebackers coach job. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if he's successful – as the linebackers coach at USC, right? That's a direct line to a DC job at a Power Five school. Direct line to a head coaching job. I would think you could climb that ladder much faster being the linebackers coach at USC than you could be being the head coach at North Dakota. Well, this State, is a, excuse me. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I there's a great history see, of high end FCS coaches mm-hmm. getting big boy jobs. Yes, I get it. But like Mike Houston, he was successful at James Madison, right? And then goes to East Carolina. I think I'd rather have the linebacker's job at USC than have the head coaching job at East Carolina. I would not. Okay. I'd, maybe not. I want to be the head guy. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of like the, uh, the the presidential chain of command. I, I want to be one. 
I, I don't want to be the director of agriculture. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's a shocking story to me, <laughs> especially because they're still in it. I thought they had been eliminated. When I saw the story last night, I thought they lost. Yeah. Nope. It is rare for a coach to step away in, a, in the middle of a title run, but there again, maybe he's leaving the hands – Right, maybe he's leaving it in the hands of his assistant, who's going to be the heir apparent. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he know. is. I don't. That's know. what they've always done. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is up there, but interesting. You're in the sportsocracy, CSPN Asheville. It is an overreaction Monday in the AFC. The Kansas City Chiefs falling to the Buffalo Bills means that the Kansas City Chiefs have now fallen to eight and five on the year, mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Bills are now seven and six. Which I just, it's kind of crazy to me. The the, the Denver Broncos are now one game out of the division. Right. The Chiefs have fallen to a point where the division could be in question. uh, And they they may not get a home playoff game (laughs) if if things keep going this way. Uh, Well, if you watched our... uh... If you watched our fantasy show yesterday, uh, first of all, I hope you listened to damn near nothing I said because I yesterday was bad. It's not a good one. Yeah, anybody that benched Drake London, I I'm I'm sorry that I I told you to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize to to not to. I didn't realize <laughs> just how bad that Tampa Bay defense is. Uh, for Desmond Ritter to throw three and a half bills, you got to be terrible. Oh yeah. But if you watch the fantasy show, you know I've been torturing Tank over the last handful of days with the greatest Fleetwood Mac song of all time. So good. So good. It's the best song they ever did. It's the best song they ever did. It's not close. No. It's the best song they ever did. It's not close. No. You but, keep saying it. It doesn't make it right. Oh, it's 100% true. <laughs> it's 100% true that Chad agrees with me, just like they agreed with me on Army Navy. Hey, you're wrong. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Fun. I did. Uh, I did until I didn't. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It did. Uh, it hurt. Uh, I'm on day two of hurt. But it got me thinking, what teams in the in the in each conference are, are telling you lies? And the one that you just mentioned is probably first and foremost on that list. Kansas City's not good. They have a great quarterback. They have a great coach. And then... Oh yeah! Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you have Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. So. Yep. Awesome. Then what? What's the next thing you do well? Chris Jones is a dude. Trent McDuffie's a dude. Yep. And then. That's about covers it. This is not a good team. Now they're going to win this mm. division. I and yes, it's cute that Denver's gotten one game behind them. And yes, Denver's playing better. I still think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and you're beating a lot of really bad teams, but you are playing better. Do you believe in Buffalo now? You look at that Buffalo team and go, oh, nope, they just figured it out. No, not necessarily. Or did you I mean, get insanely lucky that Kadarius Tony might be the dumbest player in NFL history? Well, I went back and watched the uh, last need that we needed video last night and laughed until I about piddled on myself. <laughs> No, it didn't make me believe in Buffalo more, but what it did 
What it did do was it got them back into the picture, right? I mean, I get that they're still they had always been in the picture with, with tiebreakers and everything. You're four and five in the conference, so it's going to be pretty hard for you to get into playoffs, right? So they're seven and six right now. They're in the eleventh spot. So yeah, because you lose the tiebreaker mm-hmm. to everybody. Everybody, to everybody. Well, I get it. But now at least we're all even, right? We're all even records-wise. And now if I'm Buffalo, all I got to do is just win, baby. And I've got all the confidence in the world, or should anyway, coming out of that game that I went on the road to Kansas City, won for the third time in a row. We made the plays when it was necessary, and you know what? Kansas City screwed themselves, but we get the win. I And uh, now we get to play the Cowboys. Now. There you go. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting how long it was going to take before we got to that. No, I was going to get there. The Cowboys are coming up next, and we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out just uh, and it's how much better the Dallas Cowboys are than the Buffalo Bills. And then you get two sweet layup games with the Chargers mm-hmm. and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I, will, uh, I will tell you how I think this goes. Uh, Miami basically has the division locked up. They do not have their playoff seating locked up. I will say Buffalo probably loses to the Cowboys. Then you get two wins, Chargers, Patriots. Mm-hmm. And you've got that last game with the Dolphins. I don't know how much they're going to be putting out there. And Josh Allen has a serious record of beating the brains out of the Dolphins the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, go back and look. <laughs> two but of the biggest like. fantasy days he ever had were the last week of the season against the Dolphins. And I guess how much they care about that game will depend on the Baltimore Ravens, right? I mean, they take Miami takes care of business tonight. Then, are they in the driver's seat or are they tied? The uh, they would be tied. They would be tied. So they would be tied for the one seed. They would be tied. They, I mean, obviously they have the Titans tonight. They play the Jets next week, uh, and the, these two teams play each other. Mm-hmm. So if they beat Baltimore, there's a and that game is in Baltimore. There's a great chance that week eighteen they have to beat Buffalo to be the one. Yes. I still don't like Buffalo's chances of getting in. You have a special quarterback. Mm-hmm. I and and don't quote me on this stat. It was embarrassing how few yards they had to receivers yesterday. Stefan Diggs had twenty four yards, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yep, four catches, twenty four yards. Your leading receiver, the, the leading receiver on the team, you want to take a stab at who was? Cook. Uh, and now this is among receivers. Because oh, your number one was your running back, James Cook. Two was Dawson Knox, who had three catches for 36 yards. Mm-hmm. That was your two. Oh, was it Khalil Shakir? No, he had one catch for 12 yards. Uh, Kincaid? Uh, no, he's a tight end. Uh, Five for 21. He's not the right answer anyway. Deontay Hardy, who had one catch for 25 yards. That was the leading receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. Fine. And that was enough to beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That and one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen. What, the Kelsey play? Uh, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that starting the next hour. That's I'm so angry about that in two different ways, but we'll, we'll talk about that coming up. And what this, what this all got me thinking is, who are the seven best teams in the AFC? Like, if we did the college football playoff thing mm-hmm. of – all right, the seven best teams get in because yeah. you have 11 teams that have a legit shot of yeah. getting in. Yeah, Baltimore's but one. Baltimore, Miami are, are one-two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know which order I want to put them in yet, but they're one-two. Then there's a drop-off a mountain to Kansas City, Jacksonville, and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. 
Who's six and seven? I'm just, I am curious if you're on the same page as me. Because I had to think about this way longer than I wanted to. One of them is Cincinnati. I agree with you. I am, I am convinced with the with the Jake Browning thing. Oh yeah, Jake Browning is uh, the the next Scott Mitchell. Oh, Somebody's going to give him dollars to be a starting quarterback. I just hope it goes better than the last twenty three times we've done this. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, he's probably cut from the Matt Flynn cloth. Um, I think it's Cincinnati, and then. I want to say Houston, but yesterday was bad. <laughs> After yesterday, yesterday you can't say terrible. Houston with a straight face. Yeah. They had 22 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. I mean, it might be the Buffalo Bills. Ah, it's the, it's the Denver Broncos for me. Really? Yeah. Head-to-head, you'll take Denver over Buffalo. Already beat them. Just a couple weeks ago. It's not like it was in week two. I've already seen you do it. I mean, that was five weeks ago, though. Okay. I mean, maybe. Okay. All right. I mean, it's a coin flip at this point because you're... Those are the ones, though. Because you're in the same... I mean, Indianapolis got yeah, blown I mean, out yesterday. Yeah. Pittsburgh is horror-awful. That's the worst 7-6 team in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And it's not even kind of close. Yep. I mean, they're they're in now, so when you see that graphic tonight of the AFC playoff picture, yeah, they're the six. That'll last exactly one more week. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be down there with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Jets two weeks from now. But if it were if it were just the seven best teams, the top five are pretty set in stone. It's all the teams that have eight wins or more. Yes. And I don't really know what order I'd put them in. I think I think I would go Baltimore, Miami, Cleveland. I guess Kansas City and Jacksonville. Jacksonville seems to let me down every time I believe in them in any way. Okay. Cleveland ahead of Kansas City. Yeah. I I do I, I think Cleveland's a more complete team than Kansas City is. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody that can catch. You don't have anybody that can run a route. It was almost funny yesterday watching them. Just Who in the world are you even looking at? That last play on 4th and 15, I still haven't figured out who he was throwing it to. I mean, it just fell harmlessly in between three receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one of them ran the right route. Mm-hmm. But then I would, I would probably go Cincinnati and then Denver. Buffalo would be the 8. I guess Indy's the 9. Houston, I am after yesterday. I am Seacrest out. They're a dog next week to the Titans because CJ Stroud's probably not going to play because he's in concussion protocol. Yeah, he's not coming back from that for a minute. That was a wicked hit. It was awful. I mean, it was as bad as Tua. I thought last year. Was, I don't know if it was same, that bad, but it was the same I mean, kind of whiplash. He didn't do the paralysis thing, right? He didn't. He didn't show it. But when his head hit, I went, "Oh, that's." That's one of the hardest ones. I was watching that season. game in live time, and as soon as they hit, as soon as he hit him, I looked at me. I went, "That hurt." Yeah, and I didn't even see his head hit the ground. Oh, I yeah. just saw, I just saw. Uh oh, he was. Uh, oh yeah, they dribbled his head like a basketball. And, I mean, and I get it. You know, he, he didn't have he didn't have Nico Collins. He got hurt last week. Mm-hmm. Tank Dell's done for the year. Well, I mean, here's the thing: the Tank Dell thing's not that's not changing. I mean, that's that's current relevant information. Yep. They weren't good with Nico Collins. And, yes, he got hurt early. It was already headed down a path. The Jets just couldn't score. Mm-hmm. They dominated you. And I can't look at any team that the Jets dominate and go, oh, yeah, you deserve. You know what? <laughs> Participation trophy. Good for you. You're better than we thought. Right. 
Yeah, yesterday was brutal for the Houston Texans. You lose C.J. Stroud for any any period of time, you're going to be in trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah, you're, you're definitely in trouble. All right, so Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, and you're, Denver. You're on Denver. I'm on Buffalo. That's those. That, those are our number sevens. But we're in agreement with the top six. It's not the star-studded lineup that we no. thought it'd be at the beginning of the year. No, we thought we were going to have an Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. We thought it was going to be Joe Burrow in the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah, nah. But that's the beauty of the NFL. Is it the beauty? Because yeah. it's, it's, it's led me it's to just go, can this season end, no. please? Oh, stop that. Stop that. This is one of the most exciting runs to the final that we've had in a while, I feel like. That's a weird way to say it. it feels like somebody's hit me in the nethers with a wiffle ball bat every Sunday. Is that just because your picks aren't going well? Or what? Oh, no, you, none of it's Because it, I feel like you're not paying all... attention to – to 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 what's going on? Oh, no, I know I pay I, attention to everything. It's I mean, just it, oh, there's a lot of gross football. There's a lot of god mm-hmm. awful teams, mm-hmm. and it's just I, I'm just ready to get to the playoffs. I'm ready to see the good teams. I've seen enough NFC South. I've seen enough dregs of the AFC. I've seen enough dregs of the NFC. Get rid of the crap and let's fixate on the good teams. That's where I'm at. The playoffs will be incredible because mm-hmm. you got four teams in both conferences that I think are really good. Yes. But I, I, I'm good on on the Denvers and the, the the Texans and the Colts and the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. You're a slew of you are going to make the playoffs. None of you are playoff team. No, none of you are playoff team. There is such a division between the high side and the the, the six seven side. I'm good. Yeah, I'll just fast forward through that. Get to get to good times. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. Coming up after the break, Jeremy will have his uh, his bangers for tonight. Doubleheader Monday Night Football. The 2024 Ingalls Southern Conference Basketball Championships will be held at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville in the ExploreAsheville.com Arena, March 7th through 11th, 2024. Tickets on sale now and are available via Ticketmaster.com and at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville box office. Coffee's the closers only. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. My, what a lovely tea party we're having. Two Monday Night Football games, they're both genuinely horror-awful. This is Great on Great, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. The Green Bay Packers are a six-point favorite on the road against the New York Giants. I'm going to level. I don't think Green Bay's very good. And it's going to be hard to prove me wrong on that. They have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of talent. But Jordan Love is still the luckiest quarterback in the history of the NFL. Eventually, that luck will run out. And I have a funny feeling that Wink Martindale's seen a lot of what I've seen, which is, hey, just play zone. He doesn't do so well against zone. Man, he will carve you to pieces. And it's still not enough. Green Bay wins this game. They cover the six. I'll go under the 37 and a half because I could easily see this game being 10 to three or 10 to two because that would fit the Giants better. Other game, Tennessee Titans are a 13 and a half point dog against Miami and I'm going to lay the points. Tennessee can't score. There are only two quarterbacks in the NFL that have been hit more than Will Levis since he became the starter in Tennessee and it's not going to stop the night. Miami's got enough pass rushers. This game should never be close and it holds the narrative. 
Miami can boat race bad teams. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingles studio. It is ESPN Asheville. It is an overreaction Monday, and we are live in the Ingalls studio. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And, of course, we're heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat with your overreactions for week 14 in the NFL today is a uh, victory Monday for Jeremy and I. However, both of us are sad about it. At four o'clock yesterday, we're screaming at our televisions. Uh, I wasn't um, screaming. Uh, nope, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> some people said that in the chat. So one guy said he could hear me all the way in Clyde. No, you couldn't. You could have heard me from next door. You want to know why? Because I just sat there staring at my television, like, "What is happening right now? <laughs> what is happening <laughs> right now? I can't even yell at this because I am confused." He's just in full disbelief. Uh, I'm in reporting our YouTube chat asked fact or fiction. The Raiders go back to Jimmy Garoppolo on Thursday. I will say fiction. Uh, I'll say J- Jimmy's only fan in that locker room was, uh, that was old Mr. Uh, Josh Mickey days. And he's at Mickey days getting uh, a little, the, the hot cake platter with his uh, unemployed I brethren. We did just get shut out by bad defense. So yes, we might be willing to try anything at this point. If that, uh, if that, Raider Viking game wasn't enough for you to turn off the television. <sighs> it kept appearing on red zone. Like, why are you stop going to this game? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. And we get uh, Thursday night football this week. Chargers and the Raiders for last place in the with division. Easton stick. Oh, By the way, how are teams this bad? Like, how is your backup quarterback this bad? Mm-hmm. If you want to know what you get in Easton Stick, there was a play. It was one of the only times the Chargers got past about the 40-yard line. They were on the two or the three, and Eckler leaks out on a swing pass. Easton Stick threw quite possibly the fastest fastball I've ever seen come out of the hand of an NFL quarterback. There was no defender there. He could have thrown it underhanded. And it would have been a touchdown. Instead, he throws a 98-mile-an-hour fastball at his head, <laughs> threw it behind him, and all he could do is get a fingertip on it and knock it out of bounds. He's just got to throw out, show off that arm strength. Like, right? oh, look at this cannon. Look at this. That's what they pay me for. Nope. He's, been, he's been building up all of this tension over the last three years, sitting on the bench after he was drafted out of Washington State. Wasn't that Washington Eastern State? He's North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Oh, there you go. He was a proud bison banger. Yeah, I'll just I'll never understand how teams look at their quarterback depth chart and go, hey, we got a, got a superstar quarterback. We better pray to God that he never gets hurt because this guy – Suck something awful. <laughs> well, I feel like that's what everybody does to the for the most part. Not the New York Jets. They got a, a future Hall of Famer Zach Wilson who appears once every two years. Mm-hmm. I've seen that guy two times. <laughs> once against the Tennessee Titans and yesterday. Yeah. Both times it was raining. Both times they were a serious dog. 
Maybe we'll put that on Zach Wilson's uh, Hall of Shame plaque. It's just more reliable than the Haley's Comet. I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> where do you come up with uh, where, where did he pull that performance from is what I'm thinking. It's like, did he hear all of the, hey, we're just trading you at the end look, of the season, and he went, ah, oh, you know what, screw you guys. I, we, we all know what happened. All right. Dollar Parks at the Applebee's. All right. Who's Stacy's mom? mom showed up. <laughs> Zach, coffee's for closers. Yeah. Takes his two creams. Well, maybe. Spent $17 on a very economical two for 20. They had a coupon. Thanks, with Okay. All right. I'm going to put this on the uh, Cougar action. No doubt. He was getting Okay. All right. All right. Um. Anyway, I forgot what we were talking about now. <laughs> Did, does it really matter? Nah. That's really we're matter? just two idiots to talk about. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean we throw Eagle. a little sports analysis in there, but it's mainly just jokes Pretty and much. stupidity. Uh, Soaring Eagle said the entire uh, that entire game between the Vegas Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings should be a stock down. It's funny you said that. Mm. I have a funny feeling mm. it probably will be. It probably will be. Coming up in the daily draft at the top of the third hour of the program. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... Look, an eventful day yesterday. I, I was yelling at my television. Why, oh why, would you do this to me? And then I had my wife look at me and go, "Well, sorry, your team won. I guess it's weird." How's that feel? I, 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 did you have to explain that in really intimate detail? No, of, she. I'm no, sad that no, because uh, yesterday was one of those days where she played the uh, HWA role. Where she got to hear me bitch about Todd Bowles for yes! a good quarter and a half of just, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Everyone on this team is terrible. And how are we beating the Atlanta Falcons? But here we are. D- does, Division d- leaders. Does Andy ever give you the uh, Burt Kreischer Russian mafia look? You're speaking in a language with which she is not familiar. <laughs> and she just stares at you like... I got nothing. No, she gives me the Ron White response uh, about hearing the life story of Squirrel Man. Like, this person held me down and just forcibly raped my ear for an hour and a half about stuff that I had no idea. At Sportsnet ESPN. <laughs> why, why are we talking about this right now? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have now lost three out of their last four games. Not a good sign. No. Um... They have dropped to eight and five. They're now the three seed in the AFC. And look, this is a team that's lost four of the last six games. Yeah. It's a, it's and one of the good. wins was against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The other one was against the Dolphins, but it was in London. And the Dolphins don't beat good teams. I, I don't think it's untoward to say this is, this, is, this is broken. By the way, I have to get this out of the way because I went on a tirade about this yesterday so the offsides happens game doesn't go their way Mm -hmm. what nobody's talking about is how completely inept that offense was after the offsides play if you didn't see it Mahomes hits Kelsey over the middle he runs down to I don't know the 25 yard line then throws a lateral to Kadarius Tony who the entire team had forgotten about Mm -hmm. and he just walks in the end zone the problem is that Kadarius Tony was very obviously offsides by a good half a yard oh yeah I did enjoy that Gene Steratore said, yeah, we'll give you some leeway. Not when we can't see the ball. 
Like, when we can't see the ball because you're impeding it, that is clearly offside. And really what they're mad about here is that the ref didn't give Kadarius one of them, get over a little bit. Because that's not his job. I know it's not. The, it's the receiver's job to look at the official and go, hey, dog, am I good? And he would have gone, no, back her up just but a little bit. But if you don't ask, I'm not for it. Exactly. I'm not going to tell you. I don't have to give you a warning. We don't give defensive players a warning. And then Pat Mahomes comes over and slamming his helmet and I was cheering out loud because I thought he was talking to Canarius Tony. No, he's talking to the damn official. That's like getting mad at who made your car because you ran somebody over. Yeah, but to be fair, in that moment, he didn't know that, right? In, in that moment, At nobody... some point, somebody has to tell oh, you because sure. he went to the podium and doubled down on it. No doubt. This ain't about the official, buddy. Yeah. This is because you have some, quite possibly the worst receiving court I've ever seen right. with this much draft capital wrapped up in it. Uh, ten, Tennessee Titans 96, and I've lost so much respect for Pat after that postgame press conference. You're not the only one that said mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot, and I, I agree with you. I never thought that he was the whiny blame it on the refs guy. I thought there was a. I, I'm I mean, not even going to say it's, about that. I, I'm not even going to say it was whiny. It was so misguided. Of yeah. dude, somebody somewhere get him to a television and go, "Hey, you see the ball? You see his foot? You see how his foot's in front of the ball? You're not allowed to do that, right? Ever." But he almost acted like. You know, and he said in the press conference, "This never happened to me before. I've never had anybody call us for offensive offsides. It's never happened before. They never called that. Hey, you know why? Because in previous years, you had receivers that weren't Kadarius Tony, right? Uh, as Brian Haynes once called him, the last need that we needed. Mm -hmm. By the way, that video has aged so well. Talk about the players he wanted, the players he didn't want that he got Kadarius Tony. Oh, Shesky. Uh I, I just I can't believe that you would double down on the officials. And look, there is nobody, nobody on this planet that likes a good uh, official deep fry more than this guy. I hit your button. That's a lie. That's not a, oh that Kevin Vick. A lie. Yeah, thank you. Oh yeah, Kevin thank Vick. you. Kevin Vick's the one. Yeah, Kevin Vick lives by a, the only good official is a dead official. Yeah, I uh, think if you've ever taken an official exam and you passed it, when you got your title, you immediately became enemy number one for uh, Kevin no doubt. Vick. If you are a <laughs> if you are a wedding efficient, he doesn't like you because uh -uh. it starts with the same five letters. Mm -mm. Of which, hey, I'm right there with you. I'm the same person. I hate officials too. Hates him. Hates him. But this time. They were 100% right. That they and were. And it robbed us of what could have been one of the great plays in NFL history. We would have shown that video for 25 years because it was awesome. Only you can't use that term. You can't use the term they were robbed. Because, I mean, no, they Tony robbed. robbed you. No, no, no. We were robbed. They oh, were robbed. You okay. did it. Okay, all right. You robbed us. Of, this is like the Kendall Marshall play in the final four, and then Villanova comes down and oh. pipes one from 30 feet. Marcus Page. Marcus Page, yeah, sorry. Yeah. They were the same exact player. Neither no one doubt. shot particularly well. They were really good pointers. Yes. But you robbed us of this great clip of this great shot, and nobody remembers it because of what happened directly after that. Everybody remembers Chris Jenkins' shot. Not Marcus's. It was such a great play. And the bad thing is that I saw, and I've watched, for some reason I've watched a lot of Chiefs this year. I've seen Travis Kelsey look for that more than once. Like, hey, I got an outlet pass over there somewhere. They're really paying a whole lot of attention to me. But how in the world you line up all sides, I don't know. 
and I agree with all the people in the chat. He deserves the fine. He deserves all the flack he's getting. Absolutely. Because somebody at some point has to go, buddy, you're on the wrong side of this. Mm-hmm. I get not wanting to throw a teammate under the bus. It's time to throw a teammate under the bus. How many games are you going to lose because you have receivers that can't do the most basic part of this game? You lost one against the Eagles because Marquez Valdez-Scantling can't catch. You have three jobs. Be big, run fast, catch ball. That's it. There is no other job. We don't ask you to block. We don't ask you to do anything. Couldn't do that. Kadarius Tony can't figure out which side to line up on. I I believe you learned that when you're six years old. I got it. By the the way, the answer to your question is six games. They can lose six games playing this way. They've lost five already. And my prediction is they won't lose another one until they lose in the playoffs. Because I'm I'm starting to become convinced that that whole, you know, benefit of the doubt thing that I've been giving you for the last five years or four years or whatever, I'm not there anymore. This is not the strongest team. No. It's not. I mean, it's still the best led team. Mike Baker in our YouTube comments, he's a, a great fan of this show, and he's a great Chiefs fan. He said the Chiefs have one receiver who's any good, and that's Rishi Rice. Yes. The rest are garbage, and yes. I agree with you. Yeah. The rest of them are all one-trick ponies. And and look, this is proof positive that even the one of the smartest guys in this league can fall victim to his own success. Because what Andy Reid did is say, I want guys that can do a lot of things. I want weapons. I want Swiss Army knives. That's what Kadarius Tony is. That's what Scott Moore is. And he forgot, I really need somebody that can run a route. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch that last play, the 4th and 15th. Watch it from the sky cam. Try to figure out a route concept. Mm-hmm. It genuinely looks, because I did this earlier. It was on Twitter. If, if I can find it again, I'll share it out on my Twitter, at ESPN Draft Nerd. It looks like a schoolyard play where three guys run over top of each other. The other one is so far out of the play that you couldn't have gotten to him in the progression. I don't even know what play you called because I can't figure it out. There's no concept whatsoever. It just looked like four dudes that went, I'm going to run that way. Mm -hmm. And this is on the most important play of the game. It's clueless. It's completely 100% clueless. And Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in this league. He ain't good enough to make up for the fact he doesn't have anybody that he can trust. And I saw it countless times yesterday. He would make that first read. Somebody would be, they would have a step, but they're not, they're NFL open, but they're not open. Mm-hmm. You can trust them. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm not throwing that because that could easily bounce off your hands, and that's an interception. Yeah, I've never seen him do that. I watch him do it constantly now. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has made one play all year long, uh, and that was the sideline catch that he made in the fourth quarter of that game. It's the only good catch he's made all season. Hey, they had to review that for some reason. Like, yeah, why? I don't, I don't, I guess what are we too, reviewing here? It was too bang-bang. I guess they couldn't see the toe drag at the end. Uh, but that was the best catch anybody's made for the Kansas City Chiefs, not named Travis Kelsey, this year. And it, and it's not close, and it's not going to get any better. Uh, I will tell you this, though. Our uh, our, our team-by-team three-round mock drafts that will be coming out starting tonight on the YouTubes. Bet you you see a receiver to Kansas City. No doubt. Bet you it's a pretty good one, too. You probably have like two or three of those. Bet you it's a pretty good one, too. <laughs> Is it one with some size? Yep. Maybe a little, a little muscle, a little girth? Stick with size. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, Kansas City, though, eight and five. Like I said, they've dropped down to the three seed. I mean, you're still one of the best teams in the AFC, and you're not going to have any problems rolling on to the playoffs here. Can this team beat Baltimore? No. Can this team beat Miami and Miami? No. Can this team beat Cleveland? See? You see what you did there? A bad offensive day by Cleveland? Yeah. Joe Flacco being uh, the the point guard that just gets the ball out on time and doesn't take sacks. You're going to struggle. You are going to struggle. You can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. You could lose to anybody that makes the playoffs. Yes. And now you're going to have to do it on the road, which you've never done before. Mm-hmm. You've lost to the Eagles and the Bills in the last six weeks. The amazing thing is if you go back and look at every one of their losses outside of the Denver Broncos, Kadarius, Tony cost you in, in week one against the Detroit Lions. Rob Johnson just said this in the YouTube chat. It made me think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valdez Scantling got you against the Eagles. Uh Packer game, uh, the the PI got you in that game mm-hmm. because Valdez Gantley didn't sell it at all. And then Kadarius Tony got you yesterday. I can tie every one of your losses outside of Denver back to a receiver. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've never seen one position group be this bad and lead to this many losses. Because mm-hmm. Trent Mc, the the thing that will get completely lost from yesterday is how good Trent McDuffie is. He might be a top five corner in this league. He shut Stefan Diggs completely down. And Legereus Sneed shut down Gabe Davis. He had as many catches as I did. Hope you didn't listen to me yesterday and play him. I did. He cost me a lot of money. Ouch. Oops. Yep. The hierarchy has been shaken up in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills, they used to be at the top of that list. Now they're not anymore. But could they get hot down the stretch here? Could they make this interesting with just four games to go? We'll talk about that next in the Sportsocracy. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pregaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. Was the day before Christmas, and at the North Pole, the elves were all gleeful, mind, body, and soul. From making to baking, content as you please, when off in the distance, they heard a loud sneeze. <laughs> Hello, I'm in need of normal human cold medicine. One last stop to top off the tank, and Santa's a go with Ingles to thank. Merry Christmas from Ingles. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. It is a victory Monday and an overreaction Monday here in the Sportsocracy. I hope your team got a win this weekend. Not everybody can. 
Only the good ones, right, Jeremy? Uh, that does not apply to either of our It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be fun. It's fun overreaction Monday. Power rankings Tuesday is going to be fun. Tomorrow we'll see the shakeup at the top of uh, just how far the Kansas City Chiefs fall, how far the Philadelphia Eagles fall, where the Dallas Cowboys come in. Are they number one? He kind of hinted that earlier today. Not so certain. I feel like that might be an overreaction, but we'll talk about it tomorrow on uh, Power Rankings Tuesday here in the Sportsocracy. Uh, overreaction Monday, though, and nobody – Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. 20-17 to 17 win in Kansas City. The third straight trip to Kansas City with a win. That that seems impressive. Very tough place to play. Were you, were you really thrilled about it, though? Did you look at the Buffalo Bills and go, things have changed now? Because mm, I didn't know. I mean, it was good to see... Uh, James Cook out there doing stuff. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That's been a big difference between Joe Brady and Ken Dorsey is mm-hmm. how involved James Cook is. Mm-hmm. The problem, at least the problem that I see with Buffalo, is that now you've gone too far. Too far to the run. You've gone too far to the, well, we do everything with the tight ends. We do everything with the running backs. Stefan Diggs was really an afterthought. Gabe Davis... I don't know what more he has to do. He was wide open in the end zone twice. One of them, he was doing a little dance. Like, hey, look at me. They forgot I'm here. Nothing. Yeah. Is that Josh Allen missing? Or is that Josh Allen trust issues? Uh, No, it was just he wasn't in the progression. He had, Allen had to roll out. and It's what you get. Yeah. And sometimes that happens. It's not as easy to, it's not as easy to see that guy as people think. Just because you see it on television doesn't mean that the quarterback looked at him at all. Right. He may not even have been in the progression. But I just I look at Buffalo and go, can Josh Allen do this by himself? And and you've got pieces. I like James Cook. I like Dalton Kincaid a lot. I like Gabe Davis, the two games he has every year, and Stephon Diggs is really good. Mm-hmm. Your secondary's problem. Uh, it was a problem yesterday. The only thing is that nobody for the Kansas City Chiefs gets separation consistently. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to absolutely beat your brains out (laughs) in your stadium. I think so, too. And, I mean, even if they make the playoffs, do do you give them any shot of beating the Baltimore Ravens? No. Neither do I. No. You don't don't have a shot. Neither do I. I mean, you 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 can salvage something out of this season make the playoffs for whatever good that's going to be. But other than that, nobody's expecting you to do anything. Nobody's expecting you to go in and win three games in a row and make a Super Bowl or anything like that. Well, you're, you've dug your hole. The, the problem with Buffalo is that you're so close. You're so close. I mean, this is a 7-6 team that could easily be – three games better mm-hmm. you could have easily beaten denver if you just just didn't turn the ball over could have beaten the jaguars you could have beaten the jets uh, frankly you could patriots. have won every game that you've played this is like the patriots game but what do you what do you attribute that to because for me coaching. this is i, I, I agree yeah. when you i lose- still look at sean mcdermott and go you are in over your skis i have thought this for two solid years the defense has not gotten all that much better 
without Leslie Frazier? I mean, I, there, there were a lot of Bills fans that told me, oh, Leslie Frazier's the problem. I'm not so sure that he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Joe Brady's fine. He's better than Ken Dorsey. But you're going to have to go in against John Harbaugh, Andy Reid again, Doug Peterson, Kevin Stefanski. I think they're all better coaches than you. Mm-hmm. When you have a team that continues to lose close games like that, it's hard not to look at them and go, "That's all. That's all coaching." I'm just. I'm curious if if you did. Did you watch the end of this game live? Yes, I did too. Uh, did you? Were you shocked that Buffalo found a way to win this game? Yes, I was too. <laughs> so as Pat Mahomes got the ball, the only thing I could think is, "You're going to find a way to get beat again," mm-hmm. and you're going to be six and seven. With no shot at the playoffs, but that's uh, that's the Patrick Mahomes bump, right? That's that's the benefit of the doubt that we talk about with him. He is he is the new generation Tom Brady. It's funny you said that. When you give, I never him- thought about Pat Mahomes. Really, I never thought about him one time. Really, I thought Buffalo is going to find a way to lose this, and they did. Mm. Kansas City beat themselves. You gave up a that weird lateral play because you completely forgot about Katerius Hunter because you're so damn undisciplined. Every time I watch this team, that's all I can think about is, man, you are the most undisciplined, turnover-prone team I have ever seen. But you would expect that with anybody else. Like if they have been playing Tampa, you'd expected that? Because Buffalo's you so went, bad? You went to a, a you went to a, the, the very dark side. I did. I mean, I did. I'm not saying any quarterback I would have thought that, but okay. I mean, how many times do I have to see you do this? And Jalen Hurts did it. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts did it. Trevor Lawrence did it. Zach Wilson didn't really do it. That was a punt return, but he had kept you close. It didn't really matter how many mistakes these mediocre to good quarterbacks have made. You have found ways to lose to them. Mm-hmm. And yet that was that that was the prevailing thought to me is that they were talking about how Mahomes was the modern day Brady. It wasn't until that was said that that even crossed my mind. Really? Just expecting them to lose it because that's what you do. Okay. It's a very cynical way to look at it, but I get it. Buffalo Bills fans have got to be there, right? You got to be expecting this at any step. Two years ago, or three years ago, whenever that game was, when it, whenever that AFC championship game was where you lost on the last play, right? Whoever had the ball last was winning. What was that, two years ago? Yes. Okay. Ever since that moment, now you just got to be feeling like it's it's doomed. I mean, not that you weren't before. You've seen your team go to four Super Bowls and lose them all. We we understand that. But you thought you had a chance, and you still feel like you have a bit of a window, but everything is going the wrong direction. I, I don't feel like they have a window because this team has gotten older, and, and the defense, you have not restacked the cupboards well. Mm-hmm. you got a couple linebackers that I like. Other than that, I mean, yeah, you got pieces on the line. But, I mean, a lot of them are Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. and All these guys are older. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Ed Oliver. But in ter- Micah Hyde, I think he got hurt 11 times yesterday. <laughs> he did. It's just, it's an old defense that's not particularly all that good. Yep. Josh Allen, I, I will say this, though. If you told me you were going to vote for somebody that wasn't Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy for MVP. Mm-hmm. I would have to be Josh Allen. Really? It would have to be Josh Allen. Take Why? him off this team. Uh-huh. How many games would they have won? Uh, 
switch yeah, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Right. This team would be one and twelve. Mm-hmm. He wills them to everything they do. That's why I feel like he kind of gets a bad rap because yes, he does turn the ball over. He's also asked to carry this team mm-hmm. almost by himself. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs is a complete head case, and he is the most invisible star receiver at times that I've ever seen. And I, I just, I don't think one guy's going to care. I mean, if they win a playoff game, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Is it going to get better next year? No, probably not. No. To me, you would be in better shape to just crater out, lose to the Cowboys, lose to the Dolphins, miss the playoffs, and hope that the the Pagula family looks at this and goes, yeah, Sean McDermott, you're, we because a better coach, I would like this team markedly better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you won by sheer luck yesterday. And I would I would think that they would know it. You would there think. Are, there are just some teams that you look at and go, you know what, this team needs a change. I don't care what it is, right? I mean, you would I think care, that. I, don't, I mean, you go 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs. Woo. Good job. I'm still getting a new coach. I've seen my franchise do it before. We did it with Tony Dungy way back in the day. You went nine and seven, made the playoffs, got knocked out of the playoffs. Guess what? That's not good enough. We need somebody who's going to lead us to a Super Bowl. Went out and got John Gruden. He comes in, wins a Super Bowl. The Buffalo Mills need to do the same thing. I agree with you. Get rid I of think Sean there's McDermott. absolutely no shot that they're going to, but I do agree with you. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't think so. Short of missing the playoffs, do. there's there is <laughs> nothing that will change that. I think that's what they should do. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in western north carolina visit showtimesportsavl.com and mountaingraphicsavl.com your one-stop custom apparel shops the best season of the year is here tailgate season Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, it's time to get weird. And it's not weird, right, this time of year to hear the little clip-clop of the pitter-patter of feet up on the roof, right? Up on the old, roof. Old, old, old St. Nick right. showing up for right. all the gifts for all right. the good boys and girls. Right. You hear a little clippity-cloppity up on the uh, up on the house top. Yeah, but it's a little early. That's, you know, it two is weeks a from early. now. It is a little early. But, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, elves have to come down for recon missions and things like that. So you never know. I, you never if know. you're hearing the uh, clip-clop on the roof now, it's probably crimes, especially if you live in Chicago, New York, Baltimore. I could do this oh. for a while. Oh, uh, how about Colorado? Um they uh, Colorado crimes. Springs. That's that's uh, that's that's where Joe Kenda came from. They made an eight year show out of crimes that dude solved. It's when you know you live in a city where 
people get unalived way too often. Yeah. Um, Colorado, weirdness happened on the 5th of this month. So six days ago, this is what, last Tuesday? Yes. So last Tuesday, uh, guy hears clippity-cloppy up on the uh, rooftop and goes, wait a minute, it's it's not, it's not 20 days till Christmas. It's not time for Rudolph and the gang to be here. So he goes outside, wants to go check out what happened or what's making the noise. He gets up there, and yes, there is an animal on his roof. Yes, there's the uh, clitter-clatter of, uh, of, of hooves. Hooves. It was a bighorn ram. Apparently... Uh. The ram, he's just hopping, you know, mountain to mountain. He gets uh, he gets close to this guy's house and goes, hey, just hanging out. Yeah. The, just hanging out here. You know why this would happen, right? Why is that? Uh, because many animals, especially dude animals, let me guess, this was a male. Oh, yeah. It was a ram, right? Yeah, bighorn ram. Okay. Um, so, I don't know if you've ever been at a bar at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> But dudes become very stupid, and it's because they're 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 trying to find someone to cavort with, and I believe that is probably what Mister Sheep was doing. Ah, he was out looking for a mate, and he got the uh, got the, the, the strong gust of wind and went, uh, uh, "There's a girl <laughs> over there." Next thing you know, on the roof, ah, up on the housetop, uh, and yeah, they he waited and waited. And That's waited. how I wound up at Tiger Mountain. And no girl ever came. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Trust me, dudes, uh, if you're over 30 years old and somebody says, let's go to Tiger Mountain, you go wash your hair. You are too old to be there? Ask me how I know. Uh, Apparently, he spent 36 hours at this house. uh, Up on the rooftop, hanging out on the deck, just wouldn't leave the house for whatever reason. He finally went away. Um, But that is... It's definitely weird. Rumor I mean, it would be weirder if it happened in like Chicago and he had a bighorn ram on his roof. But rumor has it that as the sheep hopped down, he said, "She ain't that cute." <laughs> My story is about a Peruvian singer. Her name is Leslie Shaw. She's thirty-three years old. She's a singer, a model, a dancer, and an actress. Which means that there probably has been a dude like that sheep that has met her in, in an establishment at some point in her life. Uh, she has 3.3 million Instagram followers. If you've listened to the show for any period of time, you know one of the things that makes me laugh the hardest is when people do stupid things and get harmed because they were doing it on Instagram Live, mm-hmm. which is exactly what she did. She had the bright idea of putting a stripper pole in her living room and doing a little uh, little, little show her followers there's only one problem tank you had a you had a tree fall in your uh in your yard last night right yes i did well and then you told me you're gonna cut it down with a, an electric chainsaw which yes. if, if you're a handyman you, you know why that's funny uh-huh. so i heard that and i went i don't i don't necessarily believe that you have the skills required <laughs> but it's not a shot at you i don't either right, right. but i just i call the guy because i don't want to cut my leg off with an electric chainsaw uh, apparently, she did not have uh, great handyman skills either because she failed to mount the pole into the ceiling. Oh. So when she decided to do her little her little show, she took a big old boom boom right on her head. <laughs> and when she did, she broke her arm. Uh, she Ow. sprained her neck. And what do you think her response was? 
My neck, was, my you, back. Oh, no. That's for Zeggy is being, but that was pretty good. She had to adjust the camera to make sure she was in frame. Yes. She didn't call the hospital. She didn't call paramedics. She didn't call anybody. Do it all she, for the gram. I, it's all for the gram, baby. <laughs> I almost unalived myself for the enjoyment of you people. You ever heard that term, survival of the fittest? Uh-huh. You ever notice that the, the gene pool seems to be getting dumber as time goes on? That's good because these people keep. And you hurt yourself. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Stephen, how I can't say much. that out loud, but when that it- is good for you. That is that is quality commentary right there, folks. <laughs> That's points. That's yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that was that was good. It you're was good the, for you. You're in a sportsocracy if you miss it. Uh obviously if you're listening on the radio, you missed it. That's why you need to be watching on the YouTube stream so you can see all the funny things that we can't say here on the FCC controlled airwaves. It is the sportsocracy. It is an overreaction Monday, week fourteen in the NFL. Gave us some surprises. I'd I think one of the biggest surprises of the week was the Detroit Lions. I'm I'm not sure what to think about this because i i mean it's it's almost like we should have known this was coming we all kind of joked well, about vegas did i was gonna say we we all kind of joked about this was coming do, do you remember what you said to me when we picked this game no so i told you that there was a big part of me that really wanted to take the bears i did and i tried to tell you and not you to. said every time you say that you don't do it, and you would have been right if you had just followed your gut. And you were right. I should have. Yep. I should have taken the, the Chicago Bears. Yep. And now uh, I have to uh, – uh, I believe we have a tune that it, uh, it, it panders to the Detroit Lions. Tell me, tell Ain't nobody lying to us more than you. <laughs> This team is so full of it. I want to think they're really good. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not, and it has been abundantly clear for an extended period of time. Now, the question is why? Do you have a take on what is what has happened to Detroit? No. Because I do. No, not I got really. two of them, one on each side of the ball. All right. Uh, you have two receivers you can count on. That's it. It's Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. That's it. It is way too much. Josh Reynolds, uh, Jamison Williams, who is woo buddy. You talk about historic level draft bust. That kid is going to be a historic level draft bust. And I still can't figure out what in the world are you doing with David Montgomery? Why do you keep doing this? How does Jameer Gibbs somehow only have 14 touches in this game? Am I the only one that watches this team and goes, okay, one of these running backs is really good, and the other one is not so much, not so much good, mm-hmm. uh, and Jared Goff outside. Just never trust Jared Goff outside. I'm getting to the point where I can't really trust Jared Goff at all. He, the last few weeks been have been bad. He had another two interceptions in the game against Chicago. He had, what, three of them in the first half against Green Bay a few weeks ago. It's just been this, like, all of a sudden, 
good Jared Goff has gone away. And now we're starting to see Jared Goff from post-Super Bowl run with the yes. L.A. Rams. It's that Jared Goff that we're getting now. I mean, so, I mean this remember when that this... trade happened and Jared Goff was going to the Lions and Matt Stafford's – Exactly. It was like, well, we'll just give you this. It's like we gave you, you an extra first-round pick because you took him. Right. But now it's bad Jared Goff has shown back up and that defense is not good either. So th- this team's 9-4. and four. Mm-hmm. They needed two small acts of God to not be seven and six. Mm-hmm. You're you're falling off the world at absolutely the wrong time. And do you know who they play this week? The Denver Broncos. You know, you get two weeks from now. The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Ooh. You're gonna win this division because you have two more with the Vikings, and I, they might beat you once, but they're not gonna do it twice. You're going to win this division. You're going to get a home playoff game. And I just have a funny feeling this season's not going to end the way you wanted it to. Well, if it ends anything short of a playoff win, to me, that's, well, they'll have that's a home a game. They'll have a home game most likely against one of, one of the teams that has really serious flaws. And if I'm Detroit, there's one. There's actually two that I really don't want to see. I don't want to see the Green Bay Packers. I don't want to see the L.A. Rams because those are teams that can really take advantage. Your defense is not good. This defense is not good. And I'll be honest with you, I feel bad for Ben Johnson because he is a masterful play caller. He just doesn't have the tools. You've got one tight end, you've got one receiver, you got one running back. Except you don't like the David Montgomery thing that he's doing. I don't know that that's him. Really? I really don't. That's a Dan Campbell thing? He's a Dan Campbell kind of guy. You're not wrong. He, that's the only thing I can figure. Mm-hmm. It's that's the, the only way. Because Dan Campbell, yes, he played tight end. He is not an offensive guy. All right, he's not. He is a grinded out three yards in a cloud of dust, which is exactly what David Montgomery exactly. is. Jameer Gibbs is flashy. That's the And I could be totally wrong on that. But it's the only thing that makes sense to me. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. And I just feel like this team has regressed. A lot. This is not the team we saw week one. You could be sitting on a four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which you were up 21 to nothing in seven minutes. And if had that game been five minutes longer, you'd have lost. Yes. You needed the Chicago Bears to go full grumper in their underoos to not lose to them a second time. Right. And that's a Bears team that they're not great. Yeah. Now, is this – the question is, is this just a lull? You know, are we just trying to figure things out? Is this kind of like the the San Francisco 49ers going on their little three-game losing streak, and then they'll snap out of it and pop back? I don't know. I the defense I can't is just that. so bad. I can't, I can't believe that because you're allowing teams to move the ball on you at a rate that good teams shouldn't. Oh, I mean, defensively, you're mm-hmm. in the bottom five of the NFL mm-hmm. in practically any metric you could possibly look at. They give up a ton of points. Just a ton of points. I'm not sure of this because I haven't seen the the stat. The only teams in the NFL that give up more points than the Lions are the Giants, Seahawks, Eagles, Colts, Cardinals, Panthers, and Commanders. Wow. The Commanders give up four points a game more than everybody else in the league. Yes, they do. Wow. Yes. Yes, they do. You. 
the Detroit Lions losing to the Bears. It's not the end of the world, so to speak, but it is a major problem to me. It's a major problem that you're not playing well at the time that you need to be. Uh, I, I want to talk about the other side of this game, too. Okay. The Bears? Mm-hmm. Well, what about them? You know what's happening here, right? What? I called my shot on this of exactly how this was going to go, and I haven't been wrong yet. Okay. Justin what? Fields is going to do that thing mm-hmm. that he loves to do, which is at the end of the year, he's going to look like a competent NFL quarterback. And Matt Eberflus gets to hang out, and Ryan Poles gets to hang out, and you do this again, and you give him Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, and probably a left tackle. Mm-hmm. So you take Joe Alt or or uh, Olaf Shano. And you lather up and do this again. I see almost no way that this goes any other way. Well, I mean, if they lose. If they lose out and it comes off the rails, then that's the way that it doesn't happen. Okay. The problem is you're going to win a couple of them. There it is. You're going you're going to. You play the Cardinals, Falcons, uh, Packers, and Browns. Mm-hmm. Browns is not going to go your way because a legit NFL defense is going to make Justin Fields look foolish. No doubt. But when you play the but Cardinals, he's gonna do enough. you got a chance. He's going to do enough. You mm-hmm. know he is. Mm-hmm. This team's going to have two top five picks, and neither one of them's going to be a quarterback. The question is, are they smart enough to trade out of one? Because somebody yeah. will fall in love with that quarterback. You say yes I so vehemently. I'm not so sure you're right. And if you watch the betting markets, the more obvious it has become that the Carolina Panthers are going to end up having the number one pick, which conveys to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that the odds of who goes one have been swaying to Marvin Harrison? Yes. I mean, and I know we're a long way away from the draft. But that's coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Vegas doesn't tend to just go, hey, this makes sense with a franchise that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And just for posterity's sake, because people really love to dig up things that I said three years ago, nothing I've ever said about Justin Fields has changed. Not one word of it. I still have zero faith in him. Mm -hmm. And I think the Bears have zero faith in Caleb Williams and in Drake May. But somebody will. Somebody will. No doubt. And I hope it goes better than the Bryce Young thing has for the Carolina Panthers. And you can get a boatload of capital for that pick. I I mean... It depends on who you can get to bite, right? How far do you have to move down if you trade the number one pick? Could you still get a chance at him if you let somebody move up to get the quarterback? Or would somebody throw the smoke screen and move up just to get Marvin Harrison to snake you? For, you know, if, if he's as good as they say. Oh, he's fantastic. And he's billed as next greatest of all time. Taking Marvin Harrison at one would be incredibly dumb. And I almost see no way that that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. I got team-by-team three-round mock drafts coming out. There were no trades. So with Chicago, I didn't have the opportunity to make the Kings ransom trade. So I I did what I think they would do. Mm -hmm. And that was take the receiver? Yes. At one? Yeah, in the mock that's coming out, Chicago takes Marvin Harrison at one. And then something very odd happens with Caleb Williams. Interesting. All right, be looking for that on the YouTube stream starting this evening. Team-by-team three-round Flostradamus mock drafts uh, uh, and, and i feel like we have to ask this question every single week you ready to call bryce young a bust yet yeah <laughs> i think so. i don't know that i've ever seen a number one pick that was this bad yeah i think so i yeah. see nothing Mm-mm. he's getting worse every week now do i think he can be fixed i do 
It's still early enough. But the problem with Carolina is I don't think anybody that could fix him is taking that job. All the stuff that comes out about Tepper, I mean, do you really think one of these high-end offensive little wonderkins is going to take that job when you've got the Chargers that will without a doubt be available, uh, the Raiders, which will be available, Washington, which will be available? Those are all better offensive teams. Mm -hmm. It's not close. Mm -hmm. And I can bring in a, a Vic Fangio or somebody like that. I mean, obviously he's in Miami, but I can bring in a guy like that to run the defense. Why would I take Carolina? Yeah, You have nothing. The, the cupboard is completely barren. You have Adam Thielen, who is, I think, a year younger than I am. 13 of 36, 137 <sighs> yards. He had against... one completion for the better part of the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is getting yeah. to the – I read this book. This Keely Smith is – I'm starting to see comparisons there that, that give me the angina because I never thought a quarterback would look that clueless in this league again. I found one. I found one. I've already admitted I got this wrong, C.J. Stroud. I'll totally go, you know what? They look this big dumb moron. Uh, me and a whole mess of other people. We boo-boo kitty this bad. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Doubleheader on Monday Night Football tonight. That means there's a parlay coming next from Jeremy. This year, we have plenty to celebrate. From reuniting with loved ones to welcoming new family members. From rediscovering the great outdoors to perfecting Let's Stay In. <laughs> At Ingalls, we're so proud to play a part in your everyday adventures and all your celebrations. So here's to taking a pause and taking it all in. Merry Christmas from Ingalls. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. into the fun world of alternate lines because in a parlay it is physically impossible for me to lay 13 and a half points i don't care how good miami is i don't care how bad tennessee is so i'm taking the alternate line miami dolphins minus six and a half instead of 13 and a half over 287 and a half passing yards for Tua tongue of iloa because tennessee's defense is atrocious on the back half tyreek hill should get anything he wants if you want to throw his prop in there feel free but vegas is pushing it up every single second and it may end up at 109 and a half yards by the time this is all said and done i will also go over 211 and a half passing yards for will levis not Really, because I love DeAndre Hopkins, I have a weird feeling that this will be Nick Westbrook Aquina or some random receiver hits a big one and pushes Will Levis over. In the other game, Green Bay Packers alternate line, and we're going the other way. I'll swell it all the way to the six and a half. I don't want to give up a full touchdown, but whether it's five and a half or six, depending on where you are, I'll bump it up to catch a little better odds. I'll also go over 223 and a half passing yards for Jordan Love and under 174 and a half for Tommy DeVito. That puts this at a plus 3,000 
parlay. You put five on it just like I am, that turns your $5 into 150 U.S. doll hairs. And you can take those wagers to betus.com, use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY, get 125% deposit match on your initial investment, and up to 30 risk-free wagers so you can bet football with us all season long. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingle Studio. It is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us everywhere on YouTube as well. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat for an overreaction Monday. Um, Doubleheader for Monday Night Football tonight. Bangers of, of, of games. Oh, yeah. I mean, just... All of the attention. Over under minutes, you will watch of both of these games combined. Uh, I will probably watch way more than I should. I'll bet I watch two. way less than you think. <laughs> uh, I believe you should hit your button on that one. I'm not going to. Oh, you should. Because I'm not telling That's lies. That's a lie. That's what a lie I'm not sounds telling like. Lies. That's what a lie sounds like. Um. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't watch bad football games when you're not drunk. That's. Oh, I mean, nobody said I wouldn't be drinking. <laughs> Your hatred of Army Navy just, it, it, uh, it, I'm not going to lie to you, it irks me every single year. Oh, that's, that's fine. It's fine. I had a whale of a time with a bunch of old Army Good guys. For you. That's awesome. Learned, uh, apparently, I didn't know that Army guys think Marines eat crayons. Yeah. And that was news. Yeah. Guy showed up with a whole box of crayons and was like, which flavor do you prefer? And I went, what is happening, right? <laughs> <laughs> And they had to explain to me this is a yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stock up, stock down for the weekend. It's time for the daily draft. Well, I mean, I had Army-Navy, which ended at the one-yard line. Okay. I also had Bills-Chiefs, so I... Banger. Both bangers. It's two best games of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I, what was better? Just in theory, in this god-awful weekend of football, what was better? The, oh, the evisceration oh, of Falcons, not close. <laughs> Watch two guys playing quarterback that should be working at the Home Depot. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so I have the number one pick. Yes, and sir. for me, there is but only one entity with which I could take here. Mm-hmm. And that is your cry, Eagles cry. Stock down Philadelphia Eagles. I do not. I mean, I have a pretty good idea of what's happening, mm-hmm. that you have two coordinators that are way over their skis. The defense is – I am dumbfounded how a defense can have that many players and be that bad. Just – I want you to think about something I said earlier. The teams that give up the most points in the NFL, the Commanders, the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Colts, and the Eagles, that's the bottom five. Mm-hmm. If you took the four other teams that I said other than the Eagles and built an all-star team out of their defense, would Philadelphia still not be more talented? Yes. Because you're not getting much from Carolina and you're getting even less from Washington. It's just it's confounding to me of how in the world are you this bad? Yeah. James Bradbury and Darius Slay, I am pretty sure they met the Space Jam ball. 
I was never super high on Darius Slay. The the big play Slay thing has always been comedy to me. He's never been this bad. Mm. He is a penalty machine. And if I'm an Eagle fan, I am real, real nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just not it's not working like it did last year, right? You you're not able to get home as freely with the front seven. And so that's had an effect on the back seven, I guess. It's the only thing you can explain to me as to why these guys went from being, what were they, one and two? or They were two of the top four, top mm-hmm. five defensive backs in the league last year. You had those two and, uh, and Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Four of the top five corners in the league last year were on two different teams. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. We, we didn't plan this. I'm, I'm really just honestly curious. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is ninth in the NFL in QBR. I'm going to say a name, and I want you to tell me if you would rather have the quarterback I just said or Jalen Hurts. Okay. Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts. I don't know that I agree with you. Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. I definitely agree with you. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert. Ooh, that's closer. That's to me. see, that's, that's I, I did to the me. same thing. Because the next one's Tua Tongue of Iloa. I go Tua. Matthew Stafford. I go Jalen. I wouldn't. I think I go Jalen. I wouldn't. Matthew Stafford, this might be the best he's ever played. He has two receivers that are living, breathing, and competent. And he is willing a talentless roster. Mm-hmm into games and he's going to will him into the playoffs which is dumbfounding to me trevor lawrence no one's close as well but i think i'd go trevor lamar jackson a lamar do you realize where that puts jalen hurts in terms of quarterbacks in this league 12 and, and i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't disagree with anything you just said yeah outside of brock purdy yeah like purdy 12. never turns the ball over 12 ish yeah 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 mm-hmm paid a lot of money to a quarterback that I well, I think on the high side is 8 and on the low side is 10, 11, 12. When he's not playing well. It's not even when he's not playing well. Because I mean, last I, year we thought, hell, we had this guy in the top three last year mm-hmm. as far as quarterback rankings went. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, did he just forget? Or is it that his team's just not that good? I d- he I was don't covered know. up by the coaching? I don't, I don't know either, and that's why I'm posing this, of – if he didn't have the 15 turnovers, would you feel a little bit better about it? It would help. I mean, my thing with Jalen Hurts is put on the film and compare him to every guy I just said and now take away the legs. Mm-hmm. All right, if it's just arm for arm, do you ever see him do the things that you see Lamar Jackson do? Never. No. No. I mean, he had a great throw last night to A.J. Brown that went right through his hands. Mm-hmm. That's not his fault. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just I, – I, I think I was too low on him coming out. Then we all got way too high, high on him. And now I just can't place him. I can't figure out where he goes. The good is still really good. Mm-hmm. The bad is horror-awful. Well, yeah. And the fact people t- keep talking about him as an MVP candidate is one of the most laughably stupid things I think I've ever heard. Uh, I believe that I, – I mean, that should – that should be over by now. It's not. Um, Active betting lines, he's still in the top four, which is stupid. Who's after him, though? Oh, he's ahead of Tyreek Hill, which to me is 
dumb. Yeah, but he's a quarterback. I get it. I, I understand. I used the same justification earlier. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me I had to vote for one of them, I'd vote for Tyreek Hill nine times. No doubt about it. Uh, we have one of these. I feel I like Jalen Hurts may be more Dak Prescott than we wanted to let on. No or that Eagles fans wanted to admit, right? He no came doubt. on last year and he was a superstar and he was a top five quarterback in this league. Well, guess what? You're also seeing the other side of Jalen Hurts that he can be pretty mediocre at times. And so this is the Dak Prescott thing. His highs can be really high. His lows can be pretty low. And in the end, are you going to be a team that is put in a position to win a championship with that guy every year? Well, probably not. I, I will say that I heard somebody say this over the weekend uh, before this game actually happened. Think back to all the little gimmicky things that you've ever seen NFL teams do. Mm -hmm. The Wildcat is the one that everybody remembers. Right. Do you know what all those teams had in common? They weren't good. They didn't have a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. you don't do gimmicky crap like that when you have a quarterback that can just line up and beat you. Yeah. And, and I had never really thought of it that way until I heard somebody say it, and now I can't unsee it. Well, because guys, with guys like this, we can't line up and play traditional football. Right? Mm -hmm. He's got, he doesn't have the skill set to be the pocket passer, to be the guy who, you know, who's the cerebral assassin and views the field and finds the holes and all of that. That's not his game. His game is more, and I don't want to – I feel like this is used as a pejorative, and I don't mean it that way, but more like playground ball, right? Like get out of the pocket, scramble, and that, find something I mean, on that the move. Works. That can of work. Course it, of course it works. We Until saw it, it work all year last year. The problem is people catch up with that, mm -hmm. and your, your personnel gets a little bit worse, your coaching gets a little bit worse, and here you find yourself. You're still at the top of a division, but can you really win a Super Bowl with that? Uh, we have one of these in our YouTube chat. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, yep. Soaring Eagle said you forgot one, Russell Wilson. Nope, I didn't. Nope, nope. nope, I didn't. Nope, that's not close. Yeah, nope, I didn't. I, I didn't. I mean, good for you. You keep winning games, but mm -hmm. no, I didn't forget Russell Wilson. Yes. Uh, and David Bingston Arendt asked, uh, would you take Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Depends on what you're asking me. Are you asking me who's going to win a game or who's more talented? More talented is Kyler Murray. It's not even close. Okay. Uh, if I have to win a game, it's Jalen Hurts. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Because there is something to that. Say, there's one huge difference between the two, and it's what's between their ears. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Right. And that's what you got to remember. We're talking about t sheer talent here. Mm -hmm. In terms of, i got to win a game, he's still top five-ish for me. Because even as well as Dak Prescott's playing, i got to win a game to save my life right now, I'll take Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott. Okay. Because it seems like every time there's something on the line, that dude forgets how to play football, and I'm good. Right. I don't want to see one of those three interception airmailed Dak Prescott games. Steven Tao says he fourth and ones really well. Yes, he does. Oh yeah, yes. better Jalen, than anybody. Jalen hurts fourth and ones better than anybody. Uh, Gambit fan, that's a new name. We we, we appreciate you. And uh, he says Eagles fan here. A lot of us are just resigned that any win we have is a fluke, and we aren't a playoff threat until we replace our offensive defensive coordinator. And if I see one more quarterback draw. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a contender for comment solid. of the day because yes. it's 100% accurate. Absolutely solid comment by a Gambit fan. Good job on that one. I love fans that are – you know, we used to do that delusional fan syndrome thing, DFS. I love the opposite of that. Yes. The, the guy that can just look at their team and go, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's LFS, logical fan syndrome. 
And meanwhile, you get these others that are like, oh, look how great the Indianapolis Colts are. Okay, let's <laughs> you and Blue go do your little dance. Right. But uh, you're not really. I just I feel like anytime somebody's rational, in a world of irrational, be a gambit fan. Exactly. Be irrational. Exactly. Uh, my stock up or first stock up. Stock down of the weekend. I think that broke a new record for the longest we ever went on one so. pick of a draft. I think which so. Which means we might be doing this until the Adam Gold show's over. I'd be okay with Oops. that. Uh, my, my big stock up of the weekend has to be the Dallas Cowboys. Because you needed it, right? I feel like one of us had to take one and one of us had to take the no other. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and you took the right side. I agree. This, yesterday, last was it yesterday or last night? Both. Anyway. Uh, that was a statement for both of those teams because I feel like the Dallas Cowboys no doubt put that statement out there of we're here, stop doubting us, Dak's an MVP candidate, MVP front runner, and we're ready to roll. Now, you want to know why I took the Eagles over the Cowboys? Why is that? Because, yes, last night was a statement. Till you do it in the playoffs, you're only 70% of the way home. Yes. Because I've seen you be really good. There have been times that we talked about Dallas being the best team in the league. Yes. Then what happened? Mm-hmm. Then, then what happened? Came, then it all came crashing down. One way or another, Dallas found a way to bite themselves in the end. And it usually comes in the second round of the playoffs. And it could come in the second round of the playoffs this year. They don't end up winning this division. Philadelphia goes on to win the division. Dallas Cowboys, they will go into Tampa Bay, and they will demolish the Buccaneers. And it'll look great, and everybody will be all high about it. Oh, look, it's a 45 to nothing beatdown. And then what happens? The next round, they're going to go face somebody tough, and they'll falter, and we'll go, oh, there it was. And, you know- and until you until you do it, Right until you win that game, until you get to an NFC Championship game for the first time since 1994, or get to a Super Bowl, none of us are going to believe that this is real. Uh, you know, I like analogies. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys to me have become the idiot brother of the NFL. Anybody that has siblings, I, mean, I was married multiple times, so trust me, I've seen some, I've seen some winner siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how smart, no matter how talented, they find a way to screw things up. And so they get the new job and everything seems to be going well. And the minute they walk away at the dinner table at Thanksgiving, you go, how do you think he's going to screw this one up? Yep. You know, the per- I promise you, every person listening to this thought of somebody in their head when I just said that. That's what Dallas has started to remind me of. It doesn't matter how, how well it's going. I still have this just burning weird urge to say, I don't, I can't fully buy into it until I see you do it in the playoffs. And I'll be the first to admit I was wrong if you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But I got a long lineage of you, Tony Romo, holding a field goal. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I feel like this is the closest I've ever been. I agree. This is the it's closest. certainly the closest I've ever been. This is the closest I've ever been to going, you know what? The Dallas Cowboys may actually lift that Lombardi trophy this year. And for one, I'm not going to be the salty fill-in-the-blank fan here who's like, oh, screw the Dallas Cowboys. I think I'm a. I think I'm a celebrate. The difference for me this year is I was bought in before the season. I mm-hmm. never buy into this team before the season. Mm-hmm. I was bought in. I overreacted to San Francisco, which I think a lot of us did. You see a team get beat like that, it's hard to not overreact because good teams don't get beat like that. No doubt. Think about the teams you've seen be beaten like that this year. Mm-hmm. You've now seen it out of Philadelphia twice. Uh, you saw the Lions do it. You've seen the Jaguars do it. Mm, you've seen the Seahawks do it. What all those teams have in common? None of them are as good as we originally thought. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas is. 
just had a real they chose a real bad day to have a real bad day yep you're in the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville. we will continue stock up stock down from the weekend from week 14 next Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, peach perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! We're back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. In the midst of the daily draft here, we're, we're doing a hell of a job. Uh, we've gotten through two picks yeah, oh yeah, so it's far. It's killing it. <laughs> really staying on time here. Uh, let's speed things up here a little bit. I'll go uh, next pick, stock up, stock down. From week 14, or the weekend that was in football, stock down for the Detroit Lions. Uh, we, we talked about them just a minute ago. This is, this is bad. You have not given up fewer than 22 points to any team that you faced in the last six weeks of the season, which is bad news mm-hmm. because Jared Goff, the bad Jared Goff, has shown up. Well, the bad Jared Goff tends to show up. Um, it tends to show up when it gets cold outside because he is genuinely terrible in cold weather games. I'm mm-hmm. so angry at myself that I didn't take the Bears. So mad because I said it. You did. Like, oh, it's cold weather, Jared Goff, but the Bears are terrible. I even gave you two opportunities to change your pick back because I told I you how that was going to go. I know. You didn't want to listen. You didn't want to listen. Um, so stock down for the Detroit Lions. I mean, look, you're still atop your division and you're going to go into the playoffs, but – you better find uh, uh, what is that? A swift dose of Actrite, as my mama used to say. Yes. <laughs> you better get your uh, your 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 T's dotted and your eyes crossed. If you're the Detroit Lions, you should really, really hope that the Dallas Cowboys win the uh, the NFC East. Mm-hmm. You don't want to play outside with this offense. I, I mean, I know you think that I'm being. Go check Jared Goff's home road splits, outside inside. And the temperature. It will blow your mind how bad he is. And I want to say it's when the temperature is below 45. Might be 35. Okay. He is 
awful. I mean, I'm talking Ryan Leaf bad when it's cold outside. And I got duped again. Uh, Mine is, uh, it it says stock down on the screen because I hit the wrong button. But stock up Joe Falco. Let's go. (laughs) All 6-6 weird delivery. He's the starter for the rest of the year for the Cleveland Browns. And I think that's exactly what you need. It was, I mean, look, I understand why you did the DTR thing. You were hoping you found lightning in a bottle. The kid just needs, he needs time. To be an NFL quarterback, he needs time. Joe Flacco's been in this league for a billion years. And this is the stable force that you need. And that score is not indicative of how badly you actually beat Jacksonville. You beat them brainless for three quarters. They scored late, kicked maybe the worst onside kick I've ever seen. It's never really in doubt. And and you said something about, is Baltimore scared of Cleveland? That's not a team I want to play. I do not want to play that defense, if at all possible. Right. Because they can gross up games. And if you really hang your hat on your offense, it's not going to be as good against them. And Joe Flacco has shown he can hurt you if given the time. Yep. My next one's stocked down for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, you know, it's 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 getting to the witching hour here. And 14 weeks through a season, you still really haven't had a receiver that's broken through. Rishi Rice is super talented. But but he's not a great route runner. And it was really obvious to me when you needed a play and Pat Mahomes just has this look of, I don't trust any of you outside of Travis Kelsey. I will force it into double coverage because I know I have the arm to do it, but I don't trust anybody else because Valdez Scantling has let me down. Sky Moore has let me down. Kadarius Tony's let me down. I don't trust any of you. And I think it was, uh, Chiefs Nation, our, our, one of our UK listeners, that yep. said the biggest mistake they made was not bringing back Juju Smith-Schuster. I wouldn't have paid him the money. But I think where you, where you messed up was not replacing him with a veteran. Because you've got all these young guys. Green Bay's doing the same thing. They've just hit on way more of these, on these receivers. Because Jaden Reed can run a route really, really well. Mm-hmm. And you got the tight ends. you got all these pieces. And that's propping up Jordan Love. The bad thing is these receivers are really pulling Patrick Mahomes down. Yep. Because he doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes at this point. Yeah, no, you ended His up. times. Yeah, you ended up giving $10 million to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Oh. Good job, guys. You could have set that on fire, and I'm not sure that it wouldn't. At least it would have been pretty. <laughs> right. It would have been a great show to watch. It's crimes. Don't do that. Don't burn money. Is that crimes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Stock down for the Kansas City Chiefs. Means it's my turn. I'll go stock up for oh. Jake Browning. Oh yeah, the future Scott Mitchell Ooh. that somebody's gonna go franchise quarterback. Come on. Jake's made himself a lot of oh, money. No Somebody is gonna want that. Somebody is gonna trade for that. Said so there is he will not be in Cincinnati, I don't think. I for much longer. I don't I I I don't see a way that he is. He's been too good in both of these starts. Right. Because now the discussion begins, can Jake Browning be the starting quarterback for your team? And how does the pressure turn up on that? Will a team like the Atlanta Falcons or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the litany of other teams that need a quarterback look at Cincinnati and go, hey, we'll give you something for that. And Cincinnati will go, yeah, please, please give me a second round pick. Give me a third round pick. I don't know what his market value would be, 
But depends on how far this goes. At the rate, uh, exactly. I mean, Matt Flynn got fifty million dollars off one start. Now the rest of the league looked at that and went, "What are you stupid?" <laughs> but Seattle did it right. Yep. But desperate Kansas, teams do desperate things. Right, this but, is not a good quarterback class. Uh, in spite of what we thought it would be, it's very much beauties in the eye of the beholder, and I could easily see a team looking at Jake Browning as a, a an older guy getting his first crack at the apple, going that guy could be that could be a franchise guy for us. Kansas City gave forty five million, I think it was, to Matt Castle because he had one good season with the New England Patriots, and that's that's roughly how I think this would go. Mm-hmm. I mean, Castle took him to the playoffs once. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, but it was very much in a Cleveland type role, right? Yes. It was very much in that role of the defense. Look, night. Jake Browning's been fantastic. You did enough. You'll, you'll get no, you'll get no Jake Browning slander from me. No, it's he's a, been it, phenomenal. He has been, and that's why he's a stock up for me because not only has he put himself in a position to make more money than he ever thought he could coming into this year, he's also probably going to take his team to the playoffs. It's entirely likely. Uh, and then I will go, hey, let's go. While we're just giving out flowers here, stock up for Zach Wilson. Hey, you threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Nobody thought you could do it. Does it mean anything? No, because the Jets are still terrible. I just They're find not terrible. It- I've told you that all year. They're not terrible. Hey, did you happen to see what that defense did when they weren't on the field all game long? What were they doing? Uh, well, I mean, the Texans had 22 yards passing going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. With MVP candidate CJ Stroud. But he didn't have Tank Dell. He didn't have Nico Collins. It hadn't mattered all year. He's just thrown to the next man up. And he did nothing. Mm -hmm. The Jets embarrassed you. And for me, the thing that made me, the thing that upset me the most about yesterday, not that you won. In draft position, yeah, it fluctuates. I get it. I don't think you're going to do it again because you still have to play the Dolphins and the Browns. You're not going to win many more games. Right. You got two more with the Commanders and the Patriots. And I would have probably taken you to win both of those anyway. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm the thing that I can't understand is how did you at any point look at Tim Boyle and go, Yep, that gives us a better chance to win? That dude couldn't play dead in a horror movie. He is horror awful. And the fact that Zach Wilson had to stand up in front of that entire team and just go falafel it, what are they gonna do? Bench me again? That's a direct quote. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Bench me again? And that's part of my... And he came out and showed that, and I'm telling you right now, that kid will end up somewhere with a competent coach, and I don't think the... I don't think the curtain has been drawn on his career. Yep. That is the second time I've seen that. It hasn't happened a lot, but there is there is good in Zach Wilson and Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett and, and the other litany of jet buffoonery has broken him as soon as the news came out or on on sunday morning right i think we had just left here when i heard the report that zach wilson had been informed that he was going to be traded at the end of the season came out saturday and i went huh our buddy let's rich see Samini. how he responds to that and then he comes out with that performance good for you good for you because everybody's buried you Go out and make something of a, of a, of a crappy situation. Gambit fan has said, of course, Zach Wilson decides to be good when you needed him to be Zach Wilson. No doubt. I will say this. C.J. Stroud did the best impression of Zach Wilson I've ever seen in my life. Hold the ball way too long and get absolutely obliterated by a blitzer that you never saw coming. Mm-hmm. And now it's surfacing again today. Aaron Rodgers is coming back oh, in a week. I, oh, I told you. 
I, I knew as soon as that game – and may God have mercy on us all if they somehow beat the Miami Dolphins. He'll be medically cleared on Christmas Eve. If if they were to beat the Dolphins, I'm telling you right now, it would take over the news cycle for a week. Yep. Aaron Rodgers could come back later to the Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, he's not. Okay? No, he's not. No, he's not. It's over. It's over. All right? Yesterday was fun. I enjoyed it too. It's over. Yep. Dead. Yep. Speaking of dead, uh, my next selection – and I don't usually do this, but I'm, I'm going to – uh, Minnesota and Las Vegas both stocked down. <laughs> yes. For the love of all that's good and holy, Terrible. how did you play a game for 58 minutes and neither one of you even threatened to score? It was painful to watch. There's now, what, three weeks in a row we've had games where I, I swear to you that both teams were allergic to the end zone. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that a game has been nothing-nothing going into the two-minute warning <laughs> since I was a year old. It was 1988 the last time that happened. Wow. Three nothing victory. Woo. Woo. Uh, and then I'll go stock down on the Houston Texans. Uh, that was ugly. Yep. It was. Um, and I'll, I get it. You're missing Dalton Schultz. You're missing your th- top three pass catchers. That doesn't explain how you allowed Zach Wilson to go three bills on you. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go stock down for – I've thought about how to phrase this. I guess it, the best way to phrase it is the Chargers brass because I've done the team, I've done the coach. I feel like I've switched back and forth between doing the stock down of both of those for the last seven weeks. So now it's time to put it on the front office. Okay, whoever's making this decision, Tom Telesco – or his buddy Dean Spanos, I don't care. Whoever needs to make this decision, it needs to be made now. Just rip the Band-Aid off. I don't care what it costs. I don't care if you're going to have to shell out more money because of it. I don't know what your problem is, but everybody who watches the Chargers week in and week out can look at them and go, that is the most talented, terrible team. I have ever seen in my life. Oh, they're just horrific defensively. They're just they're another one that I look at and go, how do you have this much talent? You're this bad. Exactly. Which is always... exactly what you were supposed to bring. You're a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. You're awful defensively. Yep. And now J- Justin Herbert apparently needs to drink some milk. That, that, that poor feller, he screws up fingers a lot. <laughs> um. So it's stock down for the brass. Tom Telesco, Dean Spanos, get better. Uh, can Make we uh, add in how in the world did you go into an NFL season with Easton Stick as your backup quarterback? Can I just tie that one in, too? I watched him far more than I should have. And all I could think was, there is a better chance of you throwing a perfect game for the Dodgers after this game is over mm-hmm. than there is you throwing a touchdown pass in this game. Uh, and my last selection, I'll go stock up for the Buffalo Bills. Because you just beat the Chiefs, and hey, that's the confidence booster you needed to make a run. Now let's see if you can actually make a run. Hey, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, All right, my last pick. I knew you weren't going to do it. I knew it. Uh, And so what? I'm going to take Army-Navy stock up. Let's go. It's a great game every year, hard-hitting. Is there a lot of talent there? No. No. But you know what is fun? Go to a bar, any bar, where they're showing this. I went to the social in East Asheville. 
hang out with a bunch of army dudes, listen to some stories. You'll uh, it's it's a good time. It's a good time, and you walk away from it feeling better about the world. Yep. And I walked away from it feeling like somebody had hit me in the head with a two by four for two days. Two days, not a day. Two days. I was gonna say you walk away feeling better about the world because actually that's the only way you feel better about the world oh, these days yeah. is just to get mind erasingly drunk. Oh yeah. I, well, I mean, the, what I walked away from it was, uh, you know, the the fellers that I'm uh, that are surrounding me here. You are the fellers that uh, you, you protected this country, and there's a, a new fleet of guys doing that now, and all of you scared the absolute hell out of me. So uh, th- th- this is what we need. We need these guys. These men and women that are defending us, that's what we need because they're mainly terrifying. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Look, I may not like the game, okay? I may not like your game, but I always appreciate your service. Thank you to all the people who have served our great country. We'll be right back. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. The Ingalls Giving Tree benefiting Mana Food Bank will be at the Asheville Mall. Bring non-perishable items to the donation barrels at local Ingalls locations or donate online. Join Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times so Mana Food Bank can fill empty plates this holiday season. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. It is the sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Yeah. Let's go to Missouri. Missouri. Uh, which no one ever said. Let's go. Oh, to Missouri. I don't know. What's that? Uh, what's that? What's that town that's like Little Vegas? <laughs> Branson. Branson. Branson, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do a hell of a Christmas light show there. I've seen that on the Travel Channel or something. I don't know. Um, it's the only thing I know about Branson, Missouri, is that they go all out for Christmas. I just want to go to the Ozarks, see if maybe I could <laughs> buy a casino and become a drug kingpin. <laughs> I was going to say, are you looking for uh, uh, Jason Bateman? I mean, I'm not looking for him specifically. I'm just saying this show made it seem really easy to make a lot of money. Now, it doesn't end so hot for you, but, you know. I never made it to the end of that show. Oh, that show was awesome. Guessing it. That's top end. five best shows that's been made in the last 10 years. Guessing it didn't end well for him. To be honest with you, I, I remember being really annoyed at the ending. Hmm. I've, I pushed it out of my brain. It's like a defense mechanism. Things that upset me, I just... Whoosh. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, one thing that couldn't really annoy you is when people have their you know expectations set too high, right? We, we, we talk about this all the time with DFS, right? Delusional fan syndrome. Your expectations for your team are just way too high. And what happens when, oh, let's use a team that, I don't know, ah, Dallas Cowboys, who build you up. They'll get you all real excited, and then they'll crater you back down to earth when they disappoint you. 
It can make you a little angry. Well, I will just caution you. Keep a hold on that anger because you don't want to end up like this man from Missouri who apparently went into a restaurant, didn't get what he wanted, and he did crimes. Uh, Here's the thing. He goes into a Chinese restaurant, and he orders his food, and the food came out, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't high-quality food. He got a little angry. Okay, officers say when they responded to the scene in a suburb of St. Louis, they found a man who works at the restaurant stabbed in the back. (laughs) Witnesses told police that the man uh, had gotten into an argument with employees over his food, and then he punched a female employee in the head. The restaurant's manager and a male employee were able to get the guy outside where he was accused of stabbing the male employee over the bad food. The male employee was taken to a hospital for treatment and later released. Officers stopped and arrested the man after he drove off in a work truck. Okay, so this was a guy on his lunch break from work. Chinese food restaurant. Now, Jeremy, can you name the name of the restaurant that he was at where he was expecting, apparently, five-star food? Panda Express. Bingo! <laughs> Let's go. He was at the Panda Express, and apparently That's... it wasn't up to his standards, and he punched a woman and stabbed a dude because his food was a little off. That's hmm. a guy that I guarantee you his third date place is Dollar Margs at the Applebee's. I guarantee it. <laughs> yes. I've seen that dude that's on that date. Either that or he's going to take you to go see him. My best friend's really good at karaoke. He's going to take you to the karaoke bar. Hey, nothing wrong with the karaoke bar. I say karaoke Saturday night. But you... Why am I not shocked after your 80 bajillion beers oh, yeah. that you sucked down during yeah. that terrible football game? Hey, here's the thing. You could go have relations with yourself after that comment. I didn't like how that was said. That felt personal, and I didn't like it. I have been called the songbird of our generation. <laughs> Oddly enough, my story also has to do with with fast food and somebody's response to it. It's about a woman named Rosemary Haney. She went viral for berating a Chipotle worker named Emily Russell. That was on September the 5th. She took the food that she was given and threw it in the face of Miss Russell at close range. Now, Miss Haney is a 39-year-old mother of four that pled guilty to misdemeanor assault and was sentenced by an, a Parma, Ohio municipal court judge. His name is Timothy Gilligan. And he needs to be mentioned here because he's my kind of people. Because he gave Miss Haney two choices. You can either do 90 days in jail, which, by the way, I'm not sure you can't kill somebody in certain cities around this country and do less than 90 days in jail. So Parma, Ohio seems like a place where law and justice they reign supreme said you can either do 90 days in jail or you can do 30 days in jail and 60 days working in a fast food establishment i'll give you one guess which one she which one which option she chose fast food worker correct said do you want to walk in her shoes for two months or learn and, and learn how you should treat people or do you want to do your jail time i'd like to walk in her shoes no doubt now there's a part of the story that kind of bothers me that says Miss Haney has yet to find a job in fast food. And here's my question. What fast food establishment is not hiring? 
When was the last time you went to a fast food place and they went, we have plenty of staff? Uh, actually, yes, you can come dine in the establishment because we have so many people that we clean it all day, every day. I went to a, mm, nope, not going to say that because you know where I live. I went to a fast food establishment. I will not name the franchise, although I about did. And if you looked at the uh, way of my lips pursed, you could probably figure out which one it was. They had two people working in the entire building. One was working the drive-thru and one was working the fry daddy. Hey, Rosemary, chop, chop. Let's, let's get on. You call your McDonald's and you start flipping Whoppers. Nah. Yes, what, I, I know exactly what I did there. What, right. do, what does that say? What, I mean, what does that say about you that you can't find that job? Right? You can't find somebody in fast food to hire you. Oh, yeah. That means you're not trying. 100% that means you're not trying. You can literally have a knife sticking out of your back and a tattoo on your throat that says, I put it there. And they'd go, can you deep fry things? Mm -hmm. Are you versed on how to use the cash register? Because we haven't had anybody that could do that since 2021. <laughs> you tell them you can count change, you'll be assistant manager in three days. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's the only thing. She might have accidentally found a career out of this. I, I, look, I'm I'm all here for the judge. Wow. I think it's a phenomenal sentence. Yeah, I, I'm, and and I agree. I'm sure you can figure out that I'm not a crime person, and I'm I, I'm not a fan of. Well, you committed a crime, but here you sign this little piece of paper right here and swear you're not going to do it again, and that's just fine. No, no, no. Actions have consequences. Yeah. Anybody notice that the world went to hell in a handbasket when we stopped convicting people of crimes? Oh, that's just an accident. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Those two things, I'm sure, have nothing to do with each other. No doubt. No doubt. Don't do crimes! You're in the sports office. If you do crimes, sentence people to really creative yes. sentences like this. Yes. yes. This is ESPN Asheville. And um, first hour of the program, we did the top seven in the AFC. Talked a lot about the NFC teams here. But we're, we want to do the same. It's the seven best in the in the NFC. Well, now. right now, if you're if you're looking at the playoff picture, if the playoffs started today, which they don't, thank God, mm -hmm. uh, you would have the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Not going to be pretty. Probably not going to end well. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> uh, they could play that game in my backyard. I swear I'd move. Mm -hmm. But are those the seven best teams? No. I mean, the top three, I think, are abundantly obvious. Well, yes. You have San Francisco. For me, San Francisco at one, Dallas at two, Philly at three. And I have Dallas at one, San Francisco at two, and Philly at three. Um, then there's a – let's see. How do I explain – you ever take a really good look at the Grand Canyon? Like up close, not from up above where it just looks a little tiny. Take that cavern, multiply it by 11, and that's the drop-off to the Detroit Lions. Yes. Uh, before Thanksgiving, it was closer. Uh, since then, not so good. Detroit falling off the uh, world here as, yeah, they would be the fourth team in all of this. And, and I think they're in, a, they're in a tier all by their lonesome. Yes. Because then there's another cavern. Who's your five? My five. Because I'm going to try to not puke in my shoes when I say this. My five. Los Angeles Rams? That's exactly who mine is. 
That is exactly who mine is. I would be six and seven talentless Los Angeles Rams are the fifth best team in the NFC. I would go Rams, Seahawks. Nope. We differ there. Minnesota. I would go Rams, Packers, Vikings. NFC South. (laughs) I don't care. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is uh, the NFC South is like the the person that we all know that has three really ugly children and they want to show you pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not one of them that's any cuter than the other two. It's, frankly, it's all offensive to my eyes. Sorry. It, it, guess what? You think I'm a jerk? You thought of somebody when I said that. Mm-hmm. There's three dog babies right there. Oh yeah, it's, that's that's Myrtle Bay. down at the office. She likes showing me. <laughs> Don't let it. You should have let it cook longer. And the, and the horrible people like me are going, you know, he's right. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers, Falcons, Saints, they're all terrible. But as I said five weeks ago, are you sure we're not the best team in that division? I'm 100% positive. Ah, There's not a best team in that division. None of you get to call yourself the that's, best. That's not, that's not true. Nope. None of you is the best. One of you will survive the the suckitude that is the 2023 NFL season. Yep. And we will we will prop you up and give you the the revenue off a home playoff game just so you can get absolutely eviscerated by a good team. Mhm. Which is exactly what will happen. No doubt. Who wins that? And division. frankly, I hope it's the Dallas Cowboys. I hope the Cowboys come in and beat your Tampa Bay Buccaneers 713 to 2. Oh wait, like they did last year? That was with Tom Brady. That was what thirty-five to seven, something, something like, like that, that. Was the was the score of that playoff game? Yeah, and that might be the first quarter score this year. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Ah, Todd Bowles. Are, are you excited? Are you excited to win this division and retain Todd Bowles for another year? Because no, it's sir. coming. No sir. No sir. Meanwhile, everybody else in the division fires their moronic coach. We never have to see Arthur Smith and his weird mustache ever again. There you are with old. Who pooped Todd Bowles? Just don't like it. Yep. My team can't play, and I don't know why. Welcome back to Sucking Ear Football. It is the Sportsocracy, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We get a double header on Monday night football tonight. We'll do a brief preview of the two games coming up next. Stick with us. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC.
The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in Western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in Western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. Dirty, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Let the hate flow through you. They say people remember you more at your worst than at your best. I am a huge fan of Pat Mahomes, and I'm a huge fan of Andy Reid. I think they do many things the right way. That's the kind of coach I want, it's the kind of quarterback I want. Pat Mahomes doing the quarterback show. It's showing the, the the deep dive into his personal life. I found him to be one of the most likable people I've ever seen in my life, and he plays for a team in the same conference as mine that I do not care about in the least. However, yesterday was a bad look, and you have doubled down on this and doubled down on this and doubled down on this. Let me give you a piece of advice. The tantrum on the sideline, we get over that. That's heat of the moment. Complaining to Josh Allen instead of saying good game in the uh, after the game, we can get over that. The press conference was a horrible look because you had all the opportunity to say, ah, I got this wrong. Now Andy Reid has doubled down and said, well, yeah, maybe he was an inch or two offsides. I don't know what math you're using to figure out that that was an inch, but you really need to learn a ruler, bro. This was on Kadarius Tony, not the officials. I, I am one that I rail on officials all the time when they do something wrong. These officials did nothing wrong. They officiated the game. You screwed up, not them. And this look has been terrible, and it will unwind a lot of good that you have done. And for the betterment of your brand, I highly advise you distance yourself from this really stupid narrative. Yep. I'm mad. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We got a doubleheader on Monday night football tonight. Um, 8-15 start for both of them. Dolphins ready to trounce the Tennessee Titans tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't, there's not a lot of intrigue here. Uh, Will Levis is going to be running for his life. You know, poor feller. I still think he's a good NFL quarterback, Mm -hmm. but he really needs an offensive line Mm -hmm. badly. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one that's interesting to me, a lot of sharp money on the New York giants. I don't know why I can't figure out why, but there is a lot of sharp money on the giants and a lot of sharp money on the under. Yep. Other than Wink Martindale. Maybe he's got a special package or two for for old Jordan Love. Well, that, that's the thing. You got to stop playing man against this kid. I mean, I said it last week. You know, it, I, I don't know if he's got a Ouija board. I don't know if he's a witch. I, I, I don't know what it is. That is the luckiest quarterback I've ever seen. That just makes horrific decisions routinely, and it works. Mm-hmm. And there's an art to that. Brett Favre did the same thing until he didn't, and then he became a turnover monster. That yeah, there was really good, but there was really bad as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll be interested to see what Wink Martindale conspires tonight. I find that game to be way more interesting than the other one. Agreed. Tennessee is just dead on arrival. And Tennessee fans, trust me, you don't want to win this game. The only reason. There's two tackles. And you need one of them real, real bad. The only reason to watch the Miami game is to see what Tyreek Hill can do, right? A lot. That that guy's on a hell of a tear. And uh, coming into this weekend, he had more receiving yards than the receivers from five other teams. Think about that for a second. Enjoy the Monday Night Football. We'll be here to recap it all tomorrow at noon right here on ESPN Asheville.